Love Talk Radio. This show is dedicated to my mother and father. From beginning to end, we'll always love you. Ready, set, Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports, news, and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone could ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all, NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. Now, it's time. Here's Sonny Clark.
you know, kind of hanging out and doing what they had to do in order to get a victory until they put the foot on the gas in the fourth quarter. And when they did, it was all over. And they took over the game right in that fourth quarter. A game played really, really close through the whole game in reality until it got towards the end. So exciting stuff there. Uh, good game. All these games couldn't be caught on uh, Pluto TV. You can check them out. But another game that happened, uh, again, an, an, an exciting game, if you keep track of that kind of stuff. But the, um, the Sioux City Bandits, unfortunately, fall to the Salina Liberty 57-54, to 54, unfortunately for the Bandits. Fortunate for the Salina Liberty and those changes in the uh, standings we'll talk about here in just a moment. But uh, the Bandits, always a good football team and a very good football team on the road. Almost pulled this one out. But Salina had other plans towards the end of that game. And this one came down literally uh, to the last kick that was an onside kick from the Bandits because the Bandits got within three with four seconds left to go, and they tried the onside kick. And then, of course, they were going to try to tie it up if they would have got the onside kick because they got Greg the leg Connery on that football team who is a damn good kicker. So the damn good kicker had an opportunity if they would have been able to recover an onside kick, which did not happen, and the Salina Liberty got the victory. So when you take a look at what's happening in Champions Indoor Football and the standings and everything, we'll talk about that uh, because it's getting down to the nitty-gritty, I guess you could say. That's what I call it, the nitty-gritty, because down in the south it's pretty much kind of set as far as where the teams are. And with Duke City, you know, obviously getting the victory, they go to five and three. Amarillo was on the bye, so they're both five and three out on the season right now. But up in the North Division, our conference, the Omaha Beef, they have been proved to seven and one on the season. The Sioux City Bandits dropped to four and four, and the Salina Liberty are five and three. So it's the Omaha Beef in front, Salina, and then Sioux City. But still, guys, you remember, there are four more games left to be played in this season. And as of right now, Wichita's not out of it, even though they are 2-7. and seven. But based upon the number, they are not out of it. But that's slowly going away. And then it's really a fight for second place as far as the Bandits and the Liberty are concerned. So look out for that in Champions Indoor Football. Going to be a good one here as we move now. Uh, we are done with week number 10, moving in week number 11 of 15. So we got five more weeks of indoor football to go. And so the excitement still carries on for indoor football. That having been said, of course, that's the name of this show. Uh, lots of other things going on in the sports, which we'll get to with Cuervo when he uh, graces us with his beauty and his and his astute knowledge of sports. 
We'll have him in here in a few minutes as well. Some of the things that are going to be uh, talked about, and I don't know how much time we're going to be sitting on it, but uh, some some stuff that is going on in the NFL. Bart Starr, former, obviously, Green Bay Packer, he passed away. And he was the big superstar for the Packers back in the 60s. Uh, so that was huge as well. Um, and uh, some other things that are going on, and I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about it. I guess I've been told I know how to rant pretty well. I got a rant that's gonna happen, and I might do that. Um, and uh, matter of fact, why don't I get to that? Uh, as we don't have Cuervo. If you listen to this show. And I, I, you know, obviously we have our our, our um, cult following. You know what I feel about a certain player from Philadelphia who moved on to another team at the quarterback position. And I've got to give it to a Donovan McNabb over his career as far as being a stud. And I have done so, by the way. But when we talk about greatness, and and this really all depends on what you think and what your definition of great is. And and I'm going to tell you, maybe, maybe I might have too high of a standard as far as who might be considered a Hall of Fame. Maybe my standard might just be a little bit too high. However, in that, Donovan McNabb is purely about numbers. Now, Numbers don't mean anything in reality unless you can get the double. Because let's be honest, Donovan McNabb was no Dan Marino. So I guess as we are kind of getting set and moving towards guys trying to think that he is Donovan McNabb truly believes he's a Hall of Fame, or well, maybe he's doing, maybe he's just trying to to get to be a Hall of Fame because now he's just putting it out there and now letting people marinate on his words. Now, and I'm I'm not gonna say this guy's scrub because he's not. I'm not going to say this guy is not a good football player when he plays, because he is. But, and that's pretty big, by the way. When you talk the NFL, when you talk um, results, that's the word I was looking for. When you talk results, What is it about? Well, I know what it's about to me. But I will say this. 
I have the higher expectations because in my mind, exactly. Thank you, Jim. Because he didn't do anything as far as getting to the Super Bowl when he got there. He didn't do anything. They won the the you know the division a couple times, made it into the playoffs. But really, the result is what. I think makes a difference. Now, those numbers don't come close to Dan Marino. And also, Dan Marino played in the generation before him. But those numbers, he wants to try and compare them to a guy that had Super Bowl after Super Bowl and it was superstar. And, of course, he was on the Dallas Cowboys and Troy Aikman. Now, this has nothing to do with nothing, but I'm sorry, Troy Aikman is super bad. Always has been super bad. But the difference between Troy Aikman and Donovan McMahon, you can go ahead and look at the numbers and say, oh, Donovan McMahon's numbers great, but what's on your finger? Did you win the game when you had to? I don't know. But I'm going to tell you something. Donovan McNabb, you know, making these statements, I guess he's just trying to, to boost his value or make it sound so when they're thinking for a Hall of Fame is going to happen. Happen. And and, and for him, anyway. But one thing I know is is I'm not very much interested whatsoever in what Donovan McNabb says because just because you think you got better numbers than Troy Aikman, listen, when you you better slap a little respect on the name Troy Aikman if you're Donovan. Damn right. And if you can't slap a little respect on it, look at yourself. Because you're basically saying just because your numbers are better, you're a better quarterback and more worthy. And I'm sorry, it's not. Donovan McNabb talking about being a Hall of Famer in the first place is a lie. I had had better numbers than than, than, than Troy Aikman. I really did. But here's the thing. Donovan, how many rings you got on your finger? How about show the man just a little... Oh, what do you say? Because if you don't, you look like a crybaby, which is what you are, Donovan McNabb. And by the way, you're not Hall of Famer. I'm tired of this. I mean, and I've been talking about this for years and years, and he gets up, he gets a, he gets a microphone, then all of a sudden people are listening to Donovan McNabb. Oh, you know, you know, I had better numbers than, than Troy Aikman, but yet no ring on your finger? Yes, rings mean something. 
that means something. You're not Dan Marino. So really don't disrespect an icon of football. Not only that, Dallas Cowboy football. Baby, I'm getting like my numbers were better. And listen, I I don't have time for a purpose, a, a guy that is just going to sit and cry. You want to cry, you know, find a pillow. Find someone who absolutely loves you like your mama. Because I got news for you. As soon as I get home, the first thing I'm going to do is punch your mama in the mouth. Because if that's what you think, hey, listen, that's the only thing you should have. Talking about a quarterback could only get his team to the playoffs. Playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? One Super Bowl appearance. It's pathetic, man. I'm telling you. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, it was terrible. Crazy enough, yeah, I had a terrible. Just absolutely ridiculous. And 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 the guy should not be able to have a microphone in his face ever again. I'm you sorry. Didn't know. But I might be wrong. Your ass better call somebody. Let's find out what the fuck this program has to say. It's Wherefo on a Sunday morning. Good morning, my friend. Good morning, Sonny. How you doing, bud? Yeah, I know. I know. I heard. I heard. Man, you give the guy one compliment in 10 years, like they would make the playoffs if they had Donovan McNabb talking about the Raiders the day I met you. Now, all of a sudden, this guy's a Hall of Famer. Uh, you know, he, you know, he, he Cuervo. He's got the same numbers as Troy Aikman does. They bet better numbers. No, he doesn't. There's one. <laughs> you mentioned it. There's one number that Troy Aikman, one. Out, you know, beats him three to nothing. So that's all that matters. When you when you talk about quarterback, that's one of the first things people go to. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, last time I checked, McNabb's got a big fat goose egg uh, yeah. under and his name. Yeah, and he's only so. been in one Super Bowl. You can't even get past the NFC Championship game except one. Well, I will I will give him credit. He did throw the game-winning interception in that Super Bowl. <laughs> so, we all forget for that. that right? No, no, we don't. <laughs> but, man, oh, man, I mean – he, he, this guy's this guy's evidently I, he's bucking to get into the Hall of Fame. This guy must be dying. They, I, I mean, I guess there's something to be said about a guy that feels good about what he has done throughout his career. Um, and, but listen, I feel like I've done something, uh, you know, throughout my career. But do you see me in the um, radio host Hall of Fame? Of course not. I mean, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, you want to talk about toot your own horn? I mean, this guy is all of it. And, and frankly, you know, I, I used to kind of like to watch him, but you could see the arrogance inside this guy even when he was doing his analyst thing when he got up on a show kind of like this. 
You know, I kind mm-hmm. of liked it. Uh, but then as he kept doing it, his arrogance started to seep in what he was talking about. Like, he knew better than everything else where I can't even watch Donovan or listen to Donovan McNabb on, on the radio or TV. Um, so yeah. this guy pretty much – I don't know if he's uh, – it's almost I, like he used that he, as a platform yeah. to campaign for himself. You know what I mean? That's that. Thank you for finding the words because I couldn't find them. But I, you know, but the simple fact of the matter is, is Donovan McNabb a Hall of Famer? I don't famer? think so, Jim. Of course not. Sonny, do you do you know the phrase uh, when somebody drops the mic? Do you know what that means? Yeah, not to insult your, I, yeah, your street I, intelligence. I have caught up I, a little bit. I get it. I, I, right, because I know I know you do have a daughter, and I'm she keeps you updated somewhat about today's logo. But allow yeah. me to drop the mark on this, and, and, and this okay. this may squash this whole debate. This may end it right here and there. If you have to argue for yourself. Like Donovan McNabb does, if you have to put much of a fight and, and 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 sit here and tell people that you are a Hall of Famer, you are not a Hall of Famer because. Hey, can we talk? The, the numbers, the numbers will speak for themselves. Okay, the resume will speak for itself. If you have to Absolutely. sit here and 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 fight and argue and complain and, and, and campaign for yourself, you are not a Hall of Famer. Now, T.O., different story. He felt like he was a first ballot Hall of Famer, and while most of us agreed on that, it wasn't the argument that he thinks he is a Hall of Famer because I think he knew deep down inside that he was going to get in. It was just yeah. a matter of when. He just felt... Like, you know, you know I, I think I did enough to be a first ballot. But it was a one-time thing. He said what he said, and you didn't hear anything else about it, at least from yeah. what I remember. McNabb, the fact that he has to try and put up an argument that he's a Hall of Famer tells me, and, and, and it should tell everybody, that he's not a Hall of Famer. That's the way I look at it. Crybaby bullshit like that makes it kind of hard to even say the guy had a good career. So I'm not going to go that far. I mean, he, I mean, he re- reached many NFC championship games, couldn't get over the hump but once. But, you know, that it's like, and I hate to say this, but he's got the Andy Reid effect. Andy Reid still can't get it done. I mean, so, you know, you know everybody wants to talk. I mean, I like Andy Reid, don't get me wrong. But you know what? He should not done anything, and even though we thought it was the right hire over in Kansas City, you know, the mm-hmm. simple fact of the matter remains, it's a football team that has not done anything in reality. And that's what it's about. What have you done for me lately? You can't get us to the Super Bowl? Now, losing in the Super Bowl is fine. But that doesn't make you a Hall of Famer, and it definitely – now, Dan Marino's a Hall of Famer. Why? He's got the stud numbers to back it up, the stud numbers. And I'm sorry, Donovan, if you want to be a Hall of Famer, you're going to have to come close to a Dan Marino type of career, which you didn't have. Mm-hmm. And that's why I say no matter if he wins a Super Bowl or not before he retires – 
Philip Rivers will be a Hall of Famer because that's yeah. Dan Marino 2.0 right there. And I will Absolutely. Until, you know, until the cow come But that's a guy that I think is can we all – he's the quote-unquote exception where his quarterback never got to – I don't think he ever made a Super Bowl. No, he never made a Super Bowl. But he's got the numbers to say, look, I had to deal with Tom Brady – most of my career, actually my whole career, and I just right. I couldn't get it done. I couldn't get past him. And I mean, how many quarterbacks have done it? Big Ben, Peyton Manning, mm-hmm. Joe Flacco did it once. You know, every squirrel mm-hmm. finds a nut every now and then. So that's you know that's Joe Flacco. He got lucky his one year, but other than that, Tom Brady has, has been the king of not just the AFC, but you can argue the whole NFL. Um, right, but you know, it, it's just unfortunate. It's like the NBA in the '90s, where certain Hall of Famers did, don't have any rings because of MJ. So it's the same thing, right? Um, but you know, it had Donovan McNabb, you know, been top ten all-time pass yards, top ten all-time touchdown passes, top ten all-time, you know, completions and or percentage and, and all that stuff. I would say, you know, I'm with Donovan on the argument. I would say that he has done enough to be a Hall of Famer. And I sure as hell better not find out that any of you damn you you Homer Eagle fans are emailing my host, Sonny Clark, talking about nope. Donovan's a Hall of Famer. He's the greatest thing. Look, Nick Foles did more for the Philadelphia Eagles than Donovan McNabb ever did. Nick freaking Foles. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm I, wrong, I, Eagle fans. Hey. I know. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. And, and the funny thing is, Cuervo, and, and and it's me. I know it's me because I'm an, I, I, I've am i been known to be an ass. Really? Funny an ass? Yes. I've been known to be an ass. I'm sorry. But here's the thing. You take a look at some numbers, right? And we can talk about numbers all day long, okay? Because you could try, you could try to make or break, your, you know, make or break what you do, okay? All right. So I got, the que- I got the question that will solve this as well. You did the mic drop. But let me ask you something. There's a gentleman out there with one Super Bowl ring that you mentioned, and his name is Joe Flacco. Is Joe Flacco a Hall of Famer? <laughs> hey, you hit that laugh button again, please. Yeah, yeah, please it, do it, so. Exactly, and and the reason, thanks to Blog Talk Radio, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is yeah. I'm, I'm pressing the button. They're on a little delay. Cuervo. Just so. Yeah, and I just did it because my fine co-host did it. Okay, we're talking about Flacco. Been in the in the league for ten years, eleven years. Okay, Donovan McNabb. Okay, been in the league for twelve years. Okay, all right, thirty-seven thousand two hundred seventy-six yards for Donovan McNabb. One year more than Flacco. Remember that number, thirty-seven thousand. Flacco. 38,242, all right? So, you know, if you, it, so that means 
if Donovan McNabb is a Hall of Famer, so is Joe Flacco, and we all know it's not true. So, I mean, right. you want to talk numbers. Listen, listen, it is. It's about jewelry, and if you don't, you, you don't, you can't come out there, and, and I'm sorry. I mean, when he makes those statements, it's it's it is so disrespectful to Joe Flacco. I listen, listen. You're disrespecting Joe Flacco when you say that you're a Hall of Famer because Joe Flacco isn't even stupid enough to say he's a Hall of Famer. All right, so don't disrespect. First of all, you're disrespecting yourself. Second of all, you're disrespecting Joe Flacco because I put Joe Flacco in the freaking Hall of Fame before I put Donovan McNabb. Yes, about the jewelry because Ooh. the numbers are damn close, you know, and you mm. played one year more than Flacco and he's got you beat by the numbers. Oh, mm. oh God. Sonny, that, this I don't is, know this argument that will never go away. We've been on here for 10 years. I've been talking about Donovan McNabb not being a, a Hall of Famer, and just by putting Joe Flacco numbers up next to you proves the simple fact that you're not in the mic drop of what you're talking about. Other people are not talking about you being in the Hall of Famer except you. Good point. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. That's that's I don't know. That's just the way I see it, Sonny. If you have to, if you have to make the argument for yourself, then it, it's, it's just not going to happen. I'm sorry. It's just not. Your resume should be able to speak for itself. And the fact that it's a debate, things like that, it's like if you have to debate it, then the answer is no. I mean, if you had a hall of – if there was a such thing as a hall of good or very good – Mm, there yeah, were great babies. Ones. Yeah, M- McNabb had good. some great. McNabb did have some great moments. You want to talk about a guy throwing for three touchdowns in the game with a broken ankle? That's a great, yeah, you know, moment in his career. Okay, how many guys have been able to to accomplish that? You know what I mean? That just showed the the the, the sheer will and and the toughness that Donovan McNabb brought to that Eagles team. Um, but other than that, I mean, that's, if that's your most standout moment, I mean, it's, it's all about the big stage. Absolutely. Donovan McNabb, a lot, a lot of times, I don't want to say he personally folded under the pressure, but, um, (laughs) I mean, they went to what, four NFC championship games, only got to the Super Bowl once, Mm you know, I mean, do we think that Tampa Bay Buccaneer team was better than them uh, back in 2000, what, two, three, whatever it was? The, the Eagles should have mopped the floor with them, but they just couldn't get yep. it done. That, nope. that, that Buccaneer defense was good, though, I will say that. But I thought that the Eagles were the better team. I thought they were more well-rounded, but they just couldn't get over the hump. Uh, you know, they, they lost uh, – to the Atlanta Falcons, I think it was one time in the playoffs, you know, when they had no business losing to them. So, I mean, there's a lot yeah. of times where there was a lot of uh, disappointment for, uh, you know, for Eagle Nation. And I, I just think that, you know, you could say it was Andy Reid, you could say it was Donovan McNabb, you know, you can have that argument all day till 
you know, so the sky turns purple, but it's irrelevant really at this point because, you know, the, the, the history is the history, Sonny. You can't go back and change yeah. it no matter, yeah. no matter how much we argue it. So, um, you know, I just think that's, uh, or maybe, maybe down the line, I think people start having the argument for Donovan McNabb. Uh, I just, it, it's not going to be at least for another five to six years before maybe the Hall of Fame starts looking like, yeah, you know what? Uh, we might have to consider him. Like, I, I, I don't see it happening, though, to be honest with you. Uh, and, and again, if there was a Hall of very good uh, McNabb, McNabb's, he, he's in. He's in that category. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, he didn't have the that uh, uh, the fear that like a Michael Vick put in defensive coordinators. When you had to go against Michael Vick, people were terrified of it. Now, Michael Vick's not a Hall of Famer either. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying mm-hmm. there's that extra, I guess, you know, that extra uh, uh, factor that you put in when it was when you were going up against the Philadelphia Eagles. If anything, what you feared about that those Eagles team more than Donovan, that defense was nasty. And mm-hmm. Brian da- Brian Dawkins is already in, so that there's there, you know we can go ahead and we can put that one to bed. And he, <laughs> you know, more than deservedly of. Being a, being a Hall of Famer, so there, there's no debate about that, you know. And, and you had some other guys on that defense too, that uh, that people were like, "Damn, you know, they just didn't want to deal with that defense." But you know, offensively, I mean, I thought Brian Westbrook was really good, and, and they had a lot of really good pieces on offense. But I think, if anything, people were afraid of that defense. So, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Hey, and I could even make an argument if you want to do it. Ron Jaworski is a better quarterback than than um, than Donovan McNabb. You know, you know, we're talking Eagles quarterbacks here. You know, uh, but you know, you you look at the numbers and everything, and you you look at what's going on with them. But um, I got news for him. You know, guess what? Ron Jaworski is not even in the Hall of Fame. So you you really. You got to see what's wow. going on. Yeah, Ron Jaworski's not in the Hall of Fame. I, I so I mean, it, I, well, I'm looking at his Wikipedia, so I'm just seeing if I'm wrong. I just found this Wikipedia, and that's just off the top of my head. I just got to see if I'm right. All right, career highlights: Pro Bowler, 1980; uh, Burt Bell Award, 1980; NFC Player of the Year, 1980s, and the Eagles Hall of Fame. Now. Okay, so he's in the Eagle Hall of Fame. Yeah, well, sure. Why why wouldn't you have your own, you you know, you have your ring of honor, you know, like the Cowboys do, you know, for folks that are around here, you know, but, um, you know. And McNabb should be in that. McNabb McNabb is shooting for that. Cuervo, but when your own team won't put you in your Hall of Fame, how can we put him in the NFL Hall of Fame? He's not even in the Philadelphia Eagle Hall of Fame. 
That's, so how do you that's put a good Donovan point. McNabb in the Hall of Fame of the uh, of, of football? You, you can't. Yeah, that's a good point. Now, I, I, I mean, he should he should be in the Eagles Ring of Honor Hall of Fame, whatever you I, want I to call it. I think he should be. I, I, I'll, but, and uh, that's where he should be because that's what he was. He was a good quarterback for that team. Just couldn't get the job done. It happens. And listen, there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, listen, Donovan McNabb, I guess he just wants to be that Hall of Famer. He wants that iron. He wants that jewelry. But sometimes you just have to admit you're not good enough. And listen, we do that every week. <laughs> we do this on the show. It's not a Hall of Fame show. We just go out and we do, the, do our best and have fun doing it. And in our minds, you know, I, I, I can't see myself being a Hall of Fame broadcaster, you know. But you, mm-hmm. you know what? I have one hell of a time. So, you know, you think about you think about the things that are going on and guys that should be there. There there are about twenty other guys that I think that should be there before he does. So it, you know, Donovan McNabb obviously, you know, it is what it is. Will he ever get there? I don't know. But there are gonna be guys that are coming up behind him, Cuervo, that are burying him. I mean, the guys that are coming up are burying this guy from even being known. That's the reason why he has to say something, because sooner or later he's going to be buried so much he's not going to get enough percentage to even qualify. And that's what he's afraid of. I, I, hold on. Is that baseball that does that, or is that football? I think I might be thinking wrong. I think baseball, you got to have, like, like, a percentage to be considered to be in the Hall of Fame or something like that. But, so, but yeah, so it when it comes to baseball, Sonny, it's seventy-five. You got to get seventy-five percent votes in the baseball hall. There you thing. go. NFL, I'm not sure how that. I'm works. not either. Yeah. Uh, but but I do know the. When it comes to baseball, it, it's you got to have seventy-five percent. So. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Pretty yeah, sad. I mean, you know, you got. I mean, they haven't retired yet, but. The next wave of guys, you know, the, the guys like Eli and and big, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, Philip Rivers, uh, those yep. three from that from that 2004 class. Um, I mean, yeah, I they're going to be I start peaking. Feel. I think, yeah, I think we feel the same way that uh, two out of those three definitely are shoeing, but uh, but I don't know about the third one. But he. So yeah. he might get he might that third one might get in just because he has two rings, but uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, because I don't know. Yeah, sometimes it's about the jewelry, you know. Yeah. Sometimes it's about the jewelry, and, and some people, oh, you you do too much. Well, you got to put the numbers up. Hey, you know, I I don't know what Trent Dilfer's numbers are, uh, you know, but you know, <laughs> I don't know if they're they're as bad, but you know, but. You got to be better than Flacco before you're going to be considered a Hall of Famer, and Flacco's not a Hall of Famer. So, now that mm-hmm. been said, of course, keeping it in the football eyes, okay? Down here in our area, okay, you know, obviously what's big is the Dallas Cowboys, and you know, the Dallas Cowboys have been known to have some problem children, and you know, whether it be from the past or now current. And now we got what this. What we're where, dealing though. with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. Dallas Cowboy running back Ezekiel Elliott is locking 
that he didn't land in jail in Las Vegas. You know, with 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 video cameras and everything, Cuervo, the old saying what happens in Vegas doesn't necessarily stay there anymore. And the situation with Ezekiel Elliott, you know, when you got that much money, Jerry, you need to hire babysitters because I'm going to tell you right out now, Ezekiel Elliott needs a babysitter. He is lucky the football fan of the guy that he pushed and assaulted decided not to press charges, but that guy would have been having his ass behind the, the big bars for at least a little bit, and he just got lucky in Vegas. That having been said, the Dallas Cowboys, listen, they've got enough problems. They don't need to have the problem, child. And if they don't watch it, they're headed right down that path with a, with an Ezekiel Elliott at the running back position for this football team. And Cuervo, they, they don't need any distractions. They're the Dallas Cowboys. They have enough distractions. But now you got this up, top, up on top of everything. I don't know if the NFL is going to say anything about it, um, but um, th- this guy just seems to be a magnet for problems. And guess what? When you're a magnet for problems, you know, he's lucky he signed that contract, that, that, that contract that he needed, or he might not have got paid. I mean, granted, what happened was not nature, okay? He pushed someone down in anger, um, and the fans, you know, uh-huh. didn't press charges. But Cuervo, you know, offering out this guy and keeping him where they need to keep him, Ezekiel Elliott, I mean, the Dallas Cowboys definitely need to keep track of this kid because he's, he's going to find himself in a lot of trouble later on down the road if they don't watch it. And then they're going to have to explain in Ezekiel Elliott. And believe me, the Dallas Cowboys don't want to do any explaining about anybody. They do it way too much as it is. They do. <clears throat> yeah, they do, Sonny. And, and yeah, yeah. I'm going to tell you, Ezekiel Elliott is really treading – he's – He's really treading lightly on, on not just career but his life. Like he's gonna be, he's 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 gonna wind up being another statistic if he keeps doing what he's doing. And what I mean yep. by that is, you know, guys that that have all the talent in the world have all the all the opportunity to, to really make something of himself playing football, and he's gonna throw it away because he doesn't know how to control his temper, because he doesn't yep. know how to stay out of trouble, he doesn't know how to behave like a, like an adult should behave, and he's just going to be another guy that, that you know, a team waits the first-round draft pick on and throws, throws a, an opportunity away that, that a thousand guys would, you know, give their right arm for. You know what I mean? Like, yep. There, there, for every Ezekiel Elliott, there's a thousand guys out there that could only wish they had that opportunity, and, and then that guy turns around and he throws it away. It's, it's. He's like Leonard Fournette doing the same thing Leonard Fournette's doing, pissing away an opportunity to play football, and make millions of dollars. Because guess what? Some teams won't play this game. Some will. Dallas Cowboys is known to take on problem children, um, but some won't. And sometimes you just have to make a decision on a guy's character. 
and what he brings to the table, and most importantly, Cuervo, how he brings it to the table. And the simple fact mm-hmm. of the matter is, is is that a Leonard Fournette and Ezekiel Elliott, these are guys that are, you know, really pushing the envelope and later on will be hollering for us to feel sorry for them. And Cuervo, you know me, I don't feel sorry for any of them. If you're that stupid and you want to throw away millions of dollars by acting like a fool, go ahead and act like a fool. But if you want me to cry you a river, that isn't going to happen. You know, Sonny Clark crying for a, a multi-million dollar uh, NFL football star making millions of dollars. I don't think so, Jim. <laughs> That's not going to happen because I don't feel sorry for any of them because they are in a better situation than most people not to do something stupid or or most importantly have something to lose like the millions of dollars they can make by playing the game. I can't feel sorry for them, not going to feel sorry for them. And if the worst thing that can happen to him is he gets arrested and he gets a jail sentence, that would be what's best. But we all know those are those attorneys get paid the big bucks for a reason. Sometimes it's not uh-huh. about what you know, it's about who you know. And if that lawyer knows the right people, guess what? That's why you get these guys walking when guys like you and me would be behind those big iron bars, Cuervo, and and that's all it's about. So if they want to piss away that opportunity, that money, and that advantage that they have over everybody else walking out on the face of the earth, my heart pumps purple piss for them. I don't care. Yeah, I mean, you shouldn't feel bad. I mean, like you said, I mean, these are guys that, that really have an upper hand in, in – in a lot of things in life, you know, whereas guys like you and I, you know, we, we, we don't have that, that blessing, that advantage, that whatever you want to call it. And, you know, it's, it's just a matter of individuals taking advantage of the God given talent that they've been given because they think, Oh, it's okay. You know, I'll get, a, I'll be fine because I'm, you know, I'm a, I play for the Dallas Cowboys. I'm, this is, you know, I'm Ezekiel Elliott. I, Jerry Jones will bail me out. You know, that's basically what it comes down to is, oh, he'll forgive me because, you know, they, they need me more than I need them, right? That's, that has a lot to do with it too. A lot of, a lot of guys like that think that, that somebody, somebody needs them more than he needs you know, yeah. then he needs those people. I think I said that right. But, you know, it's, but they find out real quick that they're replaceable, just like anybody else is replaceable. Tom Brady's going to be replaceable one day. He's not going to play forever. The Patriots are going to have to replace him. Hell, they yep. already tried to replace him. And what happened? They traded him away. So, yep. <laughs> I mean, you know, nobody is above, uh, you know, who they work for or, or, or what they do or anything like that. And sometimes guys like that say they, they learn a very humbling lesson, and sometimes it's too late, and they can't go back, and they can't, they can't get back what they had in their life, and that's when you realize – Damn, I really, I really screwed it up, and it's just yep. too late at that point. 
It's just too late. And, True and, and the problem isn't there's nobody there to to tell him the reality of it. Nobody it's it's like nobody wants to be that honest with guys like Ezekiel Elliott because mm-hmm. they're afraid that you know, he's gonna turn around and say, Oh, F you and and you know pretty much pretty much remove them from his circle, so to speak, right? And now they're not in the circle. And and some got some people are too afraid to lose their spot in that circle. And they don't want to yes. lose that spot. So they tell him what he wants to hear instead of telling him what he needs to hear. And what he needs mm-hmm. to hear is that he's pissing his opportunity away at making a life for himself. If he has kids and his kids' kids, he's going to throw it all away mm-hmm. because, you know, he wants to act like a jackass in Vegas, you know? Like, I'm, I, I don't know off the top of my head, Sonny, but I tell you, there's – there's hundreds of examples of guys that that you know piss their opportunity away and mm-hmm. wish they could do whatever they could to get that back. And you just it just won't happen. It just it just doesn't it, happen. It, it, so. it, it's really simple. It's about one word, Cuervo. It really is. And we we can talk about it all day long. But it's that entitlement. I mean, these these guys have got oh, their, yeah. that yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they 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 go. Up, but what what the situation is is when you got guys like that, they, they it's you know you got the entitlement and just a complete and utter lack of respect. This, they don't have a clue. They don't respect what they got and what it. They they're disrespecting all the hard work that they did to get to the area where they could be where they are, and whether it's acting a fool, doing drugs, or murdering somebody that you think you're above everything, that you you in reality are disrespecting all the hard work that you did over the years to where people could look at you when you're 34 years old, which is young. 35, and go, wow, I had a great career. No. What people are going to look at is, well, look at what that fool did here. Look what that fool did here. Look what that fool did here. They're not going to remember the hours and hours of hard work it took to be a professional football player. And every time that an Ezekiel Elliott or a guy with a big name does that, totally disrespect the work that it takes to be that professional athlete, whether it's football, basketball, whatever. And once they start losing that, losing that focus of the respect of being that guy, you, you look at him. Look at that one dude in Dallas again, you know, the guy who wants to smoke weed. What about all the years it took for you to be that professional and you're disrespecting all the work that you did because you want to toke on a, on a toke line? Come on, let's get serious. I mean, you know, the simple fact of the matter is, is they don't have a clue of what life is about. You know, once you respect what you do and then you go out and shine, then you can have people look on you at the end of your career and go, now that was a guy that busted his ass and deserved every penny that he got. 
when you look at Ezekiel Elliott, Cuervo, you don't think that. No, I, I don't either, Sonny. I mean, I, I think I think of a guy that has all the talent in the world, but like you said, I mean, you know, the 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 sense of entitlement, the the sense of uh, thinking that uh, people are going to always have his back uh, when he gets in trouble. See, and I, and I think that's another thing that plays in it too. Is you know, sometimes as mentors or leaders, we think that sometimes uh, uh, covering up someone's mistake is, is looking out for them, but that's not always the case. Sometimes you have to allow them to feel the pain and, and, and hold them accountable for certain Absolutely. actions that they, that they take. And look, there are times where you can you can tell the difference between somebody making a mistake and somebody making a choice. That yeah. there's a difference in that. If somebody makes a mistake, I am all about somebody helping you out and, and, and not necessarily covering up what you did, but kind of helping you to absorb uh, uh, the potential, I guess, consequences, right? But when somebody makes a choice. And it's a bad one where you cause physical harm to somebody or, you know, rape, domestic violence, uh, uh, something like that, or, or, even, or even doing drugs. That's a choice. Mm-hmm. Unless you have a gun put to your head and somebody tells you you will snort this cocaine or you will, you know, smoke this out of, the, out of a pipe or whatever the case may be, right? Those things, they have to feel that pain. They have to feel that punishment. They have to feel that accountability. And I think that's, I think that's another part, too, is that he's, had, he's probably had people all his life cover up his mistakes. Yeah. That now that he has become what he has on the national, in the national spotlight, um, you can't cover that up. Once it hits the news and once it hits social media, you can't cover that up anymore. You could sit Not there anymore. and say, oh, oh, well, it's under investigation. Well, we're looking into it, blah, 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 blah. Look, cat's out the bag already. Like, people already know whatever it is that you did wrong. And yep. at that point, nobody can cover up for you. Now it's time for you to to lie lie in the bed lie in the bed that you made and yeah, I mean hey every every action has a consequence and a price to pay sonny and yep for Zeke now that he is where he is in his life as as a national you know star in the NFL if you want to call him a star uh I mean he wears one in his helmet but look that's you know the, those days of people covering up for him are over that's not yep. going to happen anymore because people know who he is. When they, when he was in high school or even at Ohio State, he barely but had he made a problem child himself. in Ohio State. Yeah, but he wasn't as big of a name as he was until – tell you when That's people knew who he was. It was, that, it was that game against Alabama, that, that, that New Year's Day bowl game, 
After that game, people knew who Ezekiel Elliott was. So whatever he did before that, it's irrelevant. You know, yeah, it, it's 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 irrelevant because nobody really knew who he was. Like, oh, he he hit somebody. Oh, okay. Well, tell you what, oh, he had a hell of a game against Alabama. You know, what I mean, like that's that's how people see it. Well, I yep. don't know who he was then, so it doesn't matter. Well, it kind of does, but you know, in, in the media's eyes. If you if you're not popular, if we don't know who you are, whatever you did before that doesn't matter. I agree. And yep. So that's important. Hey, by the way, there's a definite, like you said, Cuervo. There, there, there is making a mistake, and then there's doing something on purpose. Okay. And and when you are Ezekiel Elliott, you got to know when you make the choices that you're going to make, what effect it can have on you, depending on what that choice is. All right? It's really simple, okay? Mm-hmm. And, and, and everybody has this, Cuervo. I mean, even to me to a certain point. Listen, if you're at a party, okay, and you eat a brownie thinking that it's a brownie, a sweet, nice little treat, wonderful, okay, but instead you get the one laced with marijuana, that was a mistake. You got the wrong one, if that was your intention. But if your intention was to get the one with marijuana, okay, all right, that that's not a mistake. That's that choice. I want the one with it. If you happen to reach for a brownie thinking it's just a brownie, that's a mistake. But if you're reaching for the one because it does have the marijuana in it, that's a choice. So mm-hmm. two different levels, okay? I mean, you know, Absolutely. and when you're, it is. It's all about choices. It's all about what you're going to do. And it's all about what you're going to put out there as well. But the Dallas Cowboys have not done themselves any favors over the years by snowing over problems of football players. Now, if this guy wasn't the biggest pain in the ass, Cuervo, all right, before we even got to this point, this last incident in, in Las Vegas could be seen as him getting aggravated and just push someone, no harm, no foul. The only problem is he's got the list already before he gets there, okay? And, and it also has a list that includes, you know, assaults on it as well. So that's the reason why the story's not going to go away, because the fact of the matter is this story's very small in reality, but when it's Ezekiel Elliott, it's not very small because of the background of what he has. And, and you're right. You've got to suffer the consequences of what you are and who you are, and you make that decision each and every day by the decisions that you make. And when you make the wrong ones, you end up on the front of ESPN or at the start of the sports center, and you, you get to explain it again. So – uh-huh. It is what it is, and it's the Dallas Cowboy way, you know. You, you know, talk about you know entitlement. You know, once you're on that football team, all of a sudden you're you you get the you get the entitlement. You know, you know fever, everything coming your way because of who you are. So, but hey, we're at the top of the hour. We're going to take our quick break here. When we come back, Cuervo, there's more to talk about as far as the NFL. We're going to stay on that, but. Before okay. we do it, we're going to jump into uh, two two uh, subjects in the in the NBA. Okay, all right. Okay. So when we come back, I want you to think about one guy. I'm not going to tell you what I want you to think about Cuervo, but I want you to keep one guy in mind, and his name is Stephen Curry. Okay. Then oh. when we come back, I want you to think about uh-huh. a man by the name of Kevin Durant. 
Those two names okay. I want you to keep on your mind as we go around the corner and when we come back, because we're going to do it off the sure. top of the head because that's just what we do best here off the top of our head coming out with what we come okay. out with. So keep those two guys in mind on this two ought to be interesting. total separate subjects, okay? You ready for that one? Yeah, it sounds interesting, Sonny. I wonder what We're you got to say. We're going to do it on the other side, NBA talk. We'll take it for as long as it is, and then we'll get back to more NFL news because I just don't want to forget this NBA news. We'll do that here on the other side here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. It's that being said. We'll be right back. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors. Proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Let Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors help you restore your home to its like-new condition. Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. We specialize in everything that others don't, such as stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, stainless steel spot repairs, anti-slip on floors, and more. Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive and expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. Give Rodney James a call at 214-536-2607. That's 214-536-2607. Or check him out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com. At the Jerry Bullet Training Center, we truly believe experience is the best teacher. With over 50 combined years of knowledge and experience in sports performance and athletic training, our coaches understand exactly what it takes to achieve your goals and excel at the next level. Contact Melvin Bullet at 214-326-7853 or visit their brand new facility just outside of Waterview at 8900 Princeton Road in Rowlett. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Chain Lee's Taekwondo in Rowlett. At Chain Lee's Taekwondo, we specialize in all types of Taekwondo, and you can also sign up for free instruction classes. That's Chain Lee's Taekwondo, modern training with traditional values. Check out our website for grand opening specials or one-month Taekwondo classes for $49. That's at Ching Lee's Taekwondo, located at 2212 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 100 in Rowlett, or give them a call at 963-506-4483, or check them out on the web at www.mychinglees.com. Being taken for a ride? Check out Costlow Insurance, serving Texans since 1981. Bundle your home, auto, or business insurance to save a ton. Costlow Insurance on the corner of Main Street and Rowlett Road, where we make insurance fun. Or check us out on the web at costlowinsurance.com, where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? Ready for the start. 
can never make talking about insurance as exciting as the Kentucky Derby. However, we can make it interesting to see how much we can help you save money on your car insurance. Check out Coslo Insurance at Rowlett Road and Main Street in Rowlett, or check them out on the web at CosloInsurance.com, where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? The prospect of retirement can be exciting and scary at the same time. At Nest Egg Wealth Advisors, we have found many people either approaching or currently in retirement fail to truly maximize some of the benefits offered to them, primarily Social Security. What is it? How does it work? It's simply not a benefit that you start receiving at age 62. Because these decisions are so important, my firm has assembled an informational packet on Social Security. If you would like a complimentary copy of Social Security Maximization, please give our office a call today at 972-412-6064 or visit us on the web at nestegadvice.com. Sunday morning tradition. It is that being said. Welcome into the show. Now I left you with that little teaser. Didn't even tell you. I just gave you two names to think about. Because I have a habit of getting up really early in the morning before I go to a job that I hate, um, that I hold down, which is a part-time gig I got working at U-Haul. So I got to get my mind straight. So that means I got to get up early so before I start dealing with a bunch of idiots who are already in a bad mood because they got to move. So I, I got to take a chill pill before I get there. And that's usually me and our just doing what I want to do, you know, you know, writing the Internet wave and reading all the things on social media and stuff like that. And I ran across a stupid statement that I, you know, that I just I can't get out of my head. And maybe it's because I'm old, Cuervo, and I know that I have a tendency to think old school because I am old school. I know I've been accused of in the past. That, Sonny, you're not up to date with things. I know. I get it. I also know talent, Cuervo, which you th- I think you probably know that. And I want to talk about Stephen Curry today. I- and the reason why I want to talk about Stephen Curry is because of the statement I read. And, and, me, and this goes back to watching when I was a young, young guy, watching basketball and watching, you know, guys, you know, make a, you know, just do some, oh, how do you say, great things, okay? And I read the statement that Stephen Curry is one of the top five point guards 
not of his generation, Cuervo, but of all time. Okay, let me let me let me just say that again. The statement was made, and by a reputable person, come out and said that Stephen Curry is one of the top five of all time at the point guard position. Yeah. I, I, I mean, what am I missing, Cuervo? Have I watched too many basketball games in the past to realize that maybe this guy is not top five of all time? That maybe, you know, what what is so disrespectful about being the top 15 player of all time at your position after how many years of this game has been going on? But top five, Stephen Curry of all time, Cuervo? Am I the one thinking this guy's nuts, or, or, or am I in the left field here? Um, yeah, no, I, I side with you on this. I, I don't think Curry's done enough in his career yet. Now, I'm, I'm going to tell you, if he keeps going at the, the pace that he does and, and the you know, as far as winning titles and all that stuff, because think about it. Two weeks from now, three weeks from now, we could talk about this guy barely being 30 years old with already four rings. Yes. Right. And, and that's surpassing, oh, dear, we say it. Oh, God, don't say it's the great LeBron James. <laughs> than him. Already. And he's barely 30 years old. We're not. Let's let's go ahead and that's none of our business, right? We'll we'll continue sipping our tea like Kermit the Frog. Yeah, I guess so. I I I guess so. (laughs) Yeah. So, all right. Is he? No. I will I will tell you what he is top five all time though. Shooters. Top five shooter of all time. Okay. I will give him that. As far as the top five point guard of all time, not yet. All right. I would say if, of his generation, with our question top five, maybe they, sure. the best of his generation. Yeah, uh, you I know, mean, that's out there. You got some good ones, but okay, I I I'll give you that. I'll give of you his generation, and, and like you say, Cuervo, if they keep playing and doing, this guy's gonna have four rings at the you know what two weeks. That I mean, we're starting the finals here, so I mean you know, so in two weeks this guy's gonna have another ring. That makes what four, right, Cuervo? Yeah, they're at yeah. three it's now. It's hard to argue with the jewelry. I get it. It's hard to argue with the jewelry. So, because we just talked about that with with, with Donovan McNabb. But anybody in right. their right mind is not going to put Donovan McNabb as one of the top five quarterbacks of all time. Now, mm-hmm. sooner or later, like you said, Cuervo, maybe. But, you know, the, the names that – Cuervo, these are names that were off the top of my head that I was thinking to myself that, you know, and, and you, you, you can, and they're arguably Walt Frazier was a point guard for back in the day. Okay. Back in the seventies and getting into the eighties, Walt Frazier for the Knicks was super bad. Hey, Jason Kidd, I think he might've slid past him and, and Steve Nash, but the off the top of my head, I mean, in, and he probably passed Chris Paul. And some of those are younger names, but 
You can't put him past Isaiah Thomas right now, regardless of what you think no. of Isaiah Thomas. And, and the Isaiah Thomas, he's the Detroit Pistons, one of the bad boys. You can't put him past John Stockton. He's not there yet. Okay, he can't put him definitely. You definitely can't put him past Oscar Robinson, and you know Magic Johnson. I mean, and names that. I mean, Michael Jordan wasn't a point guard, but right, you know, you, you could have thought of Michael Jordan as a point guard. This guy always brought the ball down the court. That might not have been his position, but he might as well been. So you know, there's just so many names, and 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 I don't. You got to go back into the day. Pistol Pete Maravich was one of the best ball handlers in the NBA history, and you, it, right. you, it, it, yep. I can't put a past Pistol Pete. Now, does he have more points, more rings, and everything? Yes, but the talent level and the difference of the generations. So, if you want to make him top five of this generation, I am there. If you want to make him number one of this generation, I'll even give you that. But all the time, I mean. You know, that's a hard sell for me, Cuervo. I mean, it, it, it seems to me that everybody wants to put greatness on the people really, really quick on. before they've earned it. Thanks, Joan. Yeah, I mean, it's just, he, he can't, can he get an opportunity to prove it? I mean, I know what people are going to say. Four rings, Sonny. I mean, what more does he have to prove? Yeah, but you, you go back and look at history and, and, and put it. If you want to put a top 15, wonderful. Top 10 is a stretch, but maybe he's in that top 10. But why are we so quick to anoint players with greatness of all time when there's been a slew of players that have played the game, even though it was a different generation, a different style, and everything else? Why do we have to push him all time? Why can't he be top 15 of all time? Maybe even number 10 of the top 10 of all time. Because it, it, it because it it does things like this. It gets people to make the argument. It gets debates going. It gets it gets yeah, ratings. That's what we do, right? It's, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like it, it's yeah. I mean it's it's what it creates debates across you know people all over the country. And for shows like ours, you know, we'll talk about. Hey, did you hear what they said on ESPN? Steph Curry's a top five point guard all time, or or Fox Sports or wherever, wherever, whoever it was that said it, because I'll be honest, I didn't hear it. So it was sure the exactly FBN, just talking. so that you know, and they had him in number four. Okay. So, you know, if it's Stephen A., okay, I, I will I will take that. As, it wasn't Stephen. valid. <laughs> well, then you know what? Then whoever it was, it's, it's, uh, it's no credibility. Because for me, just just me, the only credible guy that's on ESPN that talks NBA is Stephen A. Smith. When it talks, I agree one hundred percent, and I cannot stand the guy. I, I agree a hundred percent, and I can't stand him half the time. But when it comes uh, to I, basketball, no one knows yeah. more than 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 Stephen A. Smith. I'm sorry, I'll debate him because he'll say some crazy things, and I think he does that just to get people talking because. Uh, I think sometimes he don't even believe the crap he says. Um, and be, and before but, anybody, can I just say this real quick, Sonny? And before anybody blows up Sonny's email, okay, the reason I don't take former players' opinions seriously, like a, or not seriously, but I don't I don't consider it credible, like a Paul Pierce, 
Tracy McGrady, all these guys that are on the on the shows on ESPN. Look, because of the fact that they're former players, chances are their list, their opinions are going to be a little bit biased. Let's be honest, okay? That's just the way it is. Stephen A. is a guy who never played in the NBA, uh, but has been covering the NBA since you know I was a child. Career. Yeah, so whole career. So to me, he's a guy that's from the outside looking in. He's not a former player, so he doesn't really have a bias. Maybe for the New York Knicks a little bit because he's a New York guy. But uh, by the way, did you uh, his his reaction to the Knicks getting the number three pick was priceless. Uh, Yeah, especially they put that little kid app on it, which is even more funnier. Right? Yeah, yeah, they've been doing that to everybody, but. Um, you know, so if it's not Stephen A, then to me, it's not a credible opinion. So it doesn't even matter anymore, but it's hard for me, Sonny, personally to, uh, you know, consider any of these guys on Golden State in these all-time lists just because of the fact that, you know, that they have such a stacked team and people are going to say that that's dumb. Why are you holding that against them? I hold it against them because you, it doesn't. What it does is it does not show the, the talent that they can showcase on their own. It's like mm-hmm. there, there's so much surrounding that team that you don't know what Steph Curry can do if he was playing for the Atlanta Hawks. You don't know what Kevin Durant could do if, let's say, he winds up signing with the New York Knicks in the offseason, which is probably not going to happen. But let's say he does, and he is the the absolute star on that team. Then, if he's continuing to put up the numbers that he is, or if Steph Curry was playing for the Atlanta Hawks, or, uh, you know, whatever the case may be, since we're talking about those two individuals, then I think your argument is a little more valid. But the fact that they're together and, and the team is so stacked, you don't know. You don't even know what they're fully capable of. The fact that Curry has four uh, potential, uh, they, he's going to get his fourth ring. I'm sorry, they're going to sweep Toronto. That, that's just about. Don't give me this. Oh, Kawhi Leonard's playing I, I, out I'm going to give him. I'm going to give him one game. I'm going to give him one no, game. I'm not just even going to give him the, one the, game. The Kawhi it's going to be a sweep. Fact, I'll give him one. No, I'm not doing it. It's going to be a clean sweep for the. It's going to be another so. easy finals for them. Another easy championship. And that's why I can't take the Steph Curry argument seriously because it's too easy for these guys. Like, uh, no, I won't. I, they're never gonna, like for me. They're never. They're. Not, I'm never gonna live down when they uh, went 73 and nine and couldn't get the job done. Uh, which well, makes that 72 and 10 Bulls team still the greatest. Of which, all time. which really should be five rings because that shouldn't happen. Uh, well, it didn't. They couldn't close the deal. So, hey, yeah. 72 and 10 Bulls, still the greatest ever. But, anyways, back to <laughs> what we were talking about. Uh, I, I just, me personally, Sonny, I'm not, I'm not saying that Curry's not a great talent. I'm not saying that the Rants a great, not me a great talent. I'm just saying you can't because it, 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 it's almost like a monopoly in the NBA where. It's Golden State, and then it's everybody else. 
Okay. Right now. Even 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 with Houston with the team that they have, even with Toronto with what they've accomplished, okay? None of these teams can touch what Golden State has on the, on their squad, okay? And most of this most of the season, Draymond Green or not Draymond Green, the DeMarcus Boogie Cousins has been hurt, okay? Clay Thompson's not the same guy, which if anybody's going to leave, it's going to be that guy. I and I've always said that. I'll say Clay Thompson's going right. to be the one that goes. So and it's probably going to happen this year, and, and I don't blame him one bit. Look, you, I think I think a guy like that can go to another team and really blossom uh, uh, somewhere else. Okay, yeah, yeah. It, it's been a great it's been a great ride in Golden State, and he's been riding the coattails of Durant and Curry, and that's cool. And he's going to have four rings, and is probably going to sign somewhere else, but. That's that's why I can't I can't take these arguments seriously when they talk about Curry being all time great. Curry, but shooter, look, the numbers don't lie. When it comes to how well he can shoot the ball, I don't care who he's playing for. Like percentages are percentages, Sonny. Like you can't change that. That there's right. no there's no uh, uh, either make uh, it or you don't. Yeah. There's no semantics when it comes to that argument. It's it's either you're a really great shooter and the numbers show it, or you suck. And Curry doesn't suck. Like he's freaking awesome. Like he's already up there with a with Reggie Miller, Ray Allen, and those guys that are the considered no, the great Reggie shooters. And, yeah, uh, great shooters of, of uh, in NBA history. Jerry West. You know what I mean? So, um, but when it comes to saying that he's a great point guard, I don't know if he is. I, I know what I see, but what I also see is a guy that plays on a team with three times as much talent as everyone else in the NBA. And I think that waters down the arguments for Curry or even Durant as far as where he places on the all-time list. So, uh, well, look at Magic Johnson, I, I, Cuervo. Look at Magic Johnson. Okay, same, it's almost the same thing. I mean, Magic is Magic had some some ballers on that thing. I mean, I'm sorry he did. I mean, but the simple fact of the matter is, Magic Johnson took over games and was was a superstar. Now, I'm not saying that Curry doesn't, but yep. with the likes of so many players. I mean, really, the one that really stood out with with Magic was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Okay, all right. Another that right. stood out with him, you know, James Worthy. Okay, but these guys they were all brought up in their own franchise. It's not like they went out and got them when LeBron James and um, there you go, uh, Chris. Yeah, LeBron James went over to the Heat with with, uh, with that group over there. You know, these guys were homegrown, and Magic still stole the show and, and was a great point guard. And, and, thing. and, and guys, do, do yourself a little bit of a favor. You want to see a great point guard in his time? And I, I got him in the top five of all time. Pistol Pete Maravich goes, guys, go look it up, okay? And remember what year, but, but see what this guy did. Guys were able to take over a game. And, again, I'm not saying that he can't. 
But I'm saying, yeah, I, got, I mean, four championships and every. Listen, when you put teams together, you get four like that. Back in the day, those talents were molded from the ground up right out of college instead right. of made by putting three guys on a team and saying, hey, go win a championship. Okay, it's much different. So that's, and that, that's what happens. It, it gets watered down with greatness. That's what the Golden State Warriors are, Cuervo. They're watered down with greatness. But guess what? Maybe Curry could do it, but anybody else, they couldn't handle the, the weight on the shoulders of being the guy that has to carry a franchise. I don't care. Draymond Green, I don't think he can. Well, guess what? We already know that Kevin Durant can't do it. Oklahoma City, and he had a guy, two guys, and he couldn't get it. So it's one of those things. Now, that leads me to my next one, talking about and going to to Kevin Durant. As all the trade rumors are out there and everything's going to end up happening and and talking about Kevin Durant over the time. One of the statements that were made is is that with this injury, Kevin Durant is actually worried that the Golden State Warriors may win a championship without him. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, Cuervo. They had three without him before he got there. Or was it two? It was one of the two. Two. Does he have two with them now, Cuervo? He has... Oh crap! Now I got to think about this. Um, yeah, no, he has two. So they won two before yes. he got there, and then they've won, they've won another one. No, wait. I think. Hold on a second. No, they won one. Wait. Then they lost to Cleveland. The year that they lost to Cleveland, that's when they went out and they got Durant, and then they've won two more since. So Durant okay, got so, two with them. So, He's got two. Okay. But guess Correct. what? They won Correct. two before he got there. So Just one. Kevin they won Durant one without him, Sonny. One without him. You sure? Correct. Positive. Well, Curry's got four, right? Oh, hold on. We're thinking no, he's no, no, going to no. win the fourth one. He's going yeah, to win the fourth one. Got it. I, I got to get it in my mind. But still, do you honestly think that Kevin Durant is worried about the Golden State Warriors winning the championship without him. I mean, do you, do you, I mean, I mean, I mean, that, that, that you think so, Cuervo? Because to me, that sounds like a stupid statement. Why would he care that he can win? Listen, he doesn't because have to be there. The guy can fly. The guy can fly. He doesn't we, give rats. He'll just collect another ring and head on home. Here's the thing. We're talking about Kevin Durant here, Sonny. We're talking about the guy that has always cared, has always been, I don't want to say sensitive, but takes what people say about him very seriously. Well, he did it in Oklahoma City. You see what I'm saying? So if people are saying, which we already knew that, they were going to win titles without Durant. Now we're going to see it firsthand that they're going to probably win without him. Yeah, of course. He, oh, he sh- I'm not saying he should be worried, but he is. 
he is. Wow. See, I wouldn't think that because I would have thought they'd won him without him and they went and got him anyway. So what's the damn difference? Well, well, first of all, I mean, it all started with, with Durant being a sellout and going to Golden State anyways because, <laughs> you know. He just had to. He just had to. Get that little jab in there. Good job. I, I, I'm impressed. Oh, I, I, I'm going to do it every time. <laughs> I, I used to, I used to like Durant a lot, um, I, and, and I think he's a great player. I think he's a great player. I just lost respect for him because of the fact that he's a sellout, and he's he went to the team that he couldn't get, he couldn't get past them. So he's like, uh, if you can't beat him, then join him, right? Like yeah, that's, that's what yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, that's where he is. He, no. So, um, yeah, I think I think depending on what people are going to say about it, could potentially influence what he does in the off season too. Could potentially help him make the decision on whether he's going to opt out or if he's going to stay in Golden State. Um, but it all depends, honey. It all depends on what he thinks his legacy is supposed to be or what he thinks it's going to be. If well, he thinks that hey, hey, Cuervo, though, you know what? The, the one part of that, though, it, it's real simple. It's not about the money, though, because this guy knows he can get whatever he wants where the hell he wants to go. So right. it's not about money. So, you, you know, that sensitivity that you're talking about has nothing to do with the lack of respect or anything. Or he's not getting his own or what he should get. This This would be more in the fact that, do you think Kevin Durant, and I'm, I'm saying you because it sounds like you're saying that he's worried about what his legacy is going to be, you know, based upon the fact that they might win a championship without him, well, which in my mind I thought was a moot point because he joined them when they could win three more without him anyway. So, yeah, and that's the sell-off part that you're talking about. But, well, well, I mean, I, what I'm I guess I don't is... understand why would, would this be something he'd have to worry about, I guess. Well, because – I think it's, you know, one of those things where it'll prove that that was the only way Durant was going to win a title is if he went to a quote-unquote super Okay. Team. Okay. All right. So because, basically I mean, you're saying if he has something to prove, he'll go elsewhere and try to win a championship. If he doesn't care and remains a sellout, he'll stay, stay in Golden State. <laughs> there you go. That's it. That's it. I love it. It's one of those things. It it, it, it makes it. Yeah, it makes sense to me. Man, man, blog talk radio's reaction to my play button compared to when I push it and actually play. You know, it's a little slow. It's been slow for three weeks. I'm I'm gonna have to probably make up for that. If I see where I'm going with that, you're gonna have to press it early. But those were the two things I had. I mean, because you and I both agree they're going to either sweep it, you know, in your opinion. I think they'll get one with Toronto, so it's irrelevant. I'm, and, and, and by the way, w- once they got to the the, um, the semifinal, I wasn't. I haven't watched one second of it, Cuervo. I haven't even watched highlights um, and, and because this is so over. Um, and it's, it's so much that it's unbelievable because I, without a doubt, had no – 
thinking that they wouldn't win without Durant. And it's not just because of Curry, not because of Green, but they got a hell of a bench as well that can go in and play. And that's and really that's all you need in today's NBA to make it to a, to a conference championship. And whether or not you get over the hump and get there, that's the other thing. But listen, they they had that all set up in in the uh, pedigree that was already there. And you know, not like Durant put them over the top. I mean, you know, the, the simple fact of the matter is, it just it just kind of made, you know stabilized them as being a great team and showing them as a sellout. So that's going to be the question: Will Kevin Durant be remain a sellout, stay with Golden State, or will he go elsewhere to try to solidify a legacy that I don't think he has to explain? So that would have to be something on him. I think he should remain a sellout, make the money, and just win championships. Who cares? And if people have got a lot to say about it, that's okay. But, Cuervo, on this show, we talked about the simple fact of the matter is is that we never thought that Kevin Durant, in reality, could be considered one of the best players in the game, which he is now. I mean, without question, he is the best player on the planet right now. Yeah, better than LeBron. Um, he is the best player on the planet. The question is, is how will he solidify that for the years to come, and how long will it last, and who will take over? So, how long will it last, Cuervo? And also, how, uh, how long will it last, and will and who will go buy, buy him? Do you know? Um, I think it'll last another... Honestly, maybe two to three years. I don't see anybody stepping out. I I don't see the only way I see anybody pass him up would be Stephen Curry, and he keeps winning championships without him. And that would be because they had that he moved. He moved away. That's the only way I can see anybody going past him. Like you said, I think it's in the. It might be a couple of years. And, and that's if he can keep up with what he's doing, Cuervo. Hey, listen, Stephen Curry is in the spring chicken. He's not 22 years old anymore. So that's, that's right. another point. How much, how much longer can Stephen Curry keep that portion up and play him at a level, which by, by far is number one, two, or three in the league right now, because when you say some of the top players in the game right now, Stephen Curry is within top five, if not top three. Some people would think he's number one. I think he would be number two or three. Um, so you, you, you're looking at you're looking at a guy that might solidify his legacy a little faster without a Kevin Durant. But here's the thing: it's real simple. I don't think Stephen Curry gives a rat's fat ass about that, and that's one of the reasons why I like him. Yeah, I mean, I mean that that's that's Steph's team, so. Um, he has his place solidified in Golden State. Um, yep. You know, the other guys, not not as much. I would say Draymond Green probably as well. Those two are like the foundation of the Golden State Warriors, in my opinion. You know, Durant, yes. I mean, he is who he is and all that. But, um, you know, Curry and Green are going to be the guys that probably wind up remaining yep. Golden State Warriors for the rest of their careers. The other guys are, I guess, expendable, or or they're going to wind up choosing. They're going to choose to leave eventually. Um, I guess that's Kevin Durant going down, Cuervo. 
Kevin Durant going down is the best thing that happened to Draymond Green's career. It really is. Uh, I don't see how, but he, I, I, I get what you're saying. He's not in the shadow of uh, Kevin Durant anymore. Now he's the guy. He, I mean, he, he, he's always been in the shadow of Stephen Curry, so it didn't matter. But they bring a guy in, and all of a sudden he is outshined by Kevin Durant. No one's talking about Draymond Green. Only time they talked about Draymond Green is they cost him a game because of the suspension, and of course that was the year they didn't win the championship. Uh, but you know that's the only thing they think about. This is the best thing to happen because the, he gets the opportunity to solidify himself as a superstar, and they don't need Kevin Durant. So if Kevin Durant goes, not only are the the Warriors okay because they got Draymond Green. I never mind the, the the rest of the players on the team because they're no slouches either. But I think the best thing coming down is for Draymond Green to have a great finals so he can solidify uh, or even, for that matter, justify the fact that they may get rid of the Kevin Durant. And, and the question is, if you are the Golden State Warriors, do you want Kevin Durant back? Oh, I mean, I think they do want him back. I, I definitely think they do want him back. Um, but does, does Kevin Durant want Golden State back? You know what I mean? Like, that's that's the question. Um, but it all depends. I mean, it's it's all it's really it's all about how Kevin Durant wants to cement his legacy from here on out. Because I mean, this year he'll he'll have a third ring. Um, and he'll have, he'll be tied with LeBron as far as rings are concerned. Um, and then where does he go from there? You know what I mean? Like if if yep if he was to not after this year he'll have his third ring. If he was to never win another ring, but eventually pass LeBron on the all-time scoring list, or you know be up there on the all-time, you know, uh, yeah, well scoring, yeah, that's the big one. I mean rebounds and assists, yeah, I mean that's. You know, that's fine and dandy, but we'll be honest. When it comes to basketball and, and all that, scoring list is the big one. And so um, I think Durant's well on his way to really climbing up that list. But if he was to go to a team where he's the number one guy and, and he climbs up the list and he never wins another championship after this year, I still think that we're going to consider Durant one of the all-time you know, top 10, right? Because we love using that one. Top 10 yeah. all-time players. It, or he can choose to stay in Golden State and just win championship after championship. And yep. just pocket he'll all climb, time. He'll climb up. Yeah, he'll climb up the, the list, but it won't be as fast. Uh, in my opinion, I don't think it will be. Um, uh-huh. Because there's only one basketball when you play. So you got Curry to worry about, you know, Draymond Green's going to get his and then who the hell knows? I mean, for all we know, LeBron's going to join Golden State. We don't know. You know what I mean? Like so yep. it's it's one of those things where it just all depends at this point his his legacy's in his hands. He can like you said, he can do whatever he wants. He can stay and win yep. more titles. I just think it waters his resume down um, because of the fact we'll that we'll find he, out if that's important to him this off season, won't we? Absolutely, yeah. 
Absolutely. What did you think of Magic Johnson and Stephen A's uh, interview on First Take? I'm sure you've taken a few minutes to watch it. I watched it. I uh, I didn't watch yeah, it live. I, I, I watched it on replay. What What did you think of it? Well, I mean, I, I definitely think that uh, I I believe I believe what Magic is saying. I believe because just you know, and I'm not saying I have the best judgment of character. But just mm-hmm. seeing uh, uh, what's his Rob Rob Polinka or whatever his name is, just seeing yeah. that little press conference that they had uh, about the whole thing with Magic, I could tell the guy's a snake. I, I really can. I, I'm and I, again, I'm not saying he's. I have the best character uh, judgment of character, but he just he just seems to me like he's that type of guy that. Will you know, like a two-faced, like backstabbing kind of person, like Magic described him as. Um, you know, he'll say he'll say something about you behind your back, but totally different person uh, when he's in, you know in front of your face. So I don't know. He doesn't seem like a very just trustworthy person. Still, I think I think it was great that Magic went on there and really spoke his truth, not the truth. But it's his truth of the whole situation. Thank you for saying and I that, think, Cuervo. His truth, not the truth, but his truth. Thanks for saying that. Well, look, there's there's three sides to every story, Sonny. There's your yep. your side, my side, and then the truth. Okay, like that's that's the reality of it. So, you know, Rob, Rob, I'm sure Palinka's got his own version of of their relationship. Magic told his story, but then you have the actual truth of the whole situation. So, um, but I think more than anything, um, he was very, you know, he was a little disappointed in, in how Genie Bus didn't really have his back in the whole situation, um, which really upset him. On top of the whole situation with Luke Walton, which I don't. I don't think he really mentioned that too much, but kudos to Magic for really getting out of that whole situation before it blew up like it did. But it's funny how three days after Magic resigns, that whole thing about Luke Walton comes out. There's a reason that Magic wanted Walton out, but Blinka was trying to snake his way to get magic out of there. So it, it, there's a lot, there was a lot of, like you said, you know, like you said, just uh, uh, two face going on. And, mm-hmm. you know, magic was the bigger person. He said, you know what? I'm not going to stick around. I'm not going to fight about it. Look, you, you want my job? Here you go. Like you want, you, if you think I, you're going to do a better job, here it is. You know what, Cuervo? I'm going to call BS on Magic Johnson. And, and you know, I, at one point I think I was, I was kind of leaning Magic Johnson. I was. I I I bought it. I mean, I, I was sitting there listening to it, and, and I watched it, and and it wasn't even that day. I was still on it today. Then the next day went by, and then I started thinking to myself, to my, and I said to myself, so. Something about this uh-huh. is not smelling right. I believe what, by the way, 
I'll put it out there. I believe what Magic Johnson said. But parts of me, maybe it's because I think I know everything. And I think I know people couch is really well. Here comes yeah, conspiracy yeah, exactly. couch. <laughs> but I got news for you. I think this guy's full of shit. I, and the reason why I do is because you're Magic freaking Johnson. You are one of the top five, if not the number one point guard in NBA history. You are the man. If, if there's ever been anybody on the face of this earth that deserves the title of the man, it'd be Magic Johnson. So this BS that he wanted to fire Luke Walton. Listen, I think he knew about that situation with Walton and this this reporter thing going on, and he knew it was going to surface, and they couldn't keep it. And he was like, "Let's get rid of this motherfucker now. Let's get now. Let's get him now." Uh, and no, then funny, all that's of what I'm Magic saying. Johnson's asking that's for permission. Cuervo, he's and, and, asking for permission. This guy said, "This way said." He said that Jimmy Buss gave him the power. Then he just said, you're gone, Luke. Why is he asking for that? Why is he asking permission to get rid of Luke Walton? Listen, I'm not buying this crap. I'm not buying that. I'm not I... buying it because of the fact. That he, this guy's gone. I got the power. You're gone. Done. Have, well, you know press what? Release this month, press release this guy right on out the door. We're done with him. Let's go on to the next subject. He didn't. He asked permission. Here's, you got you got to, I, I think I understand why he didn't just come out and do it. Imagine the uproar that it would have caused. And, and you know, like what you said, of, hey, you're Magic Johnson, right? Explain that. Well, I mean, it's they not, wouldn't have it's gone not anyway. like. What kind of uproar would have it? And did I miss he's really a great coach and they really need him? Maybe I'm misunderstanding how, how good of a job that he did. I don't know. I, and I'm I'm asking seriously because I might miss something. Well, I, I mean, maybe just all of the attention that it would have brought. Maybe not uproar. Maybe that was the wrong way to say it. But the attention that it would have brought to the organization. Now, personally, I don't think Magic should have cared if he had knowledge of the situation. He should have just. Like you said, like I'm, I'm not going to ask for per- – I'd rather ask for forgiveness than beg yeah. for permission. Like, you and know, I've type heard of thing. that statement a lot this week. I don't know why. <laughs> <clears throat> well, yeah, well, in the, in the married world it applies a lot. But anyways, um, you know, I think if, if Magic had – he should have just done it, and but I think I think what it was is that he has too much respect for Jeannie to go out and do something like that without her at least knowing about it, without her at least being okay with it. Um, I just think though his his uh, uh, his ethics or his morals should have took over and said, you know what, like I just have to do this. And I have to do this now uh, before it gets ugly or whatever. And like like I said, I mean, just ask, you know, if, if Jeannie would have gotten upset about it. And you make a move like that without 
consulting first. Like, look, I'm sorry, but this is why I did it. And I think she would have understood. Now, this is assuming that Magic did know before it all surfaced. That's why well, I would have done. I, would have, I think the whole damn I, thing solidifies himself as a little wussy boy, like he's always had the reputation of being. I mean, listen, you're Magic freaking Johnson. You're the general manager. Supposedly, you got the power. You just wield the axe. And like you said, after forgiveness later, no one expected Luke Walton to be the head coach of this basketball team after the piece of crap you know, season they put together. And if anything, it just opens up the doors for it to be showtime again. Who are they going to get? And all the speculation and all this other stuff. You know, it opens up the door to bring the story franchise back to what they were, which is stories, instead of the piece of garbage and the, the dumpster fire that it is right now because you've got some guy who thinks that his crap don't stink on your basketball team, and every time the guy whines, he gets his way. And, you know, the simple fact of the matter is is that the, the – I honestly believe, and I'm gonna, and I'm gonna say it. Giving LeBron James was the worst thing to happen to this franchise since the loss of the head coach that took him all the way there, and I'm talking about your boy Phil. It's the worst thing that can happen that they that that could be there. And the simple fact of the matter is, is that. If you want to be Showtime, you want to be that franchise, you want, to, you want them to talk about you. You want them to be the, the job that every head coach wants. Guess what? They were talking to Tyron Lue, no, a nobody, an absolute nobody, and thinking that that was the guy. So the fact of the matter is, is, is that bringing LeBron James on, regardless what Magic will say in that interview, was the worst thing to happen to this franchise if they wanted to get back to the story franchise of what they are because they ain't winning anything with them over Magic thinks they are. I think Magic realized he made the mistake and he's just going to live and die by the mistake, and that's where it is. They blew so much smoke up LeBron James' ass enough to where that, that he's even believing the mistake that he made, that they'll win the championship. Even as he's out the door, he thinks he's going to win a championship with LeBron James. Well, if you're not going to pull in, if you are not going to pull in Kawhi Leonard or, for all that matter, Kevin Durant, you ain't winning Jack in, in L.A. anytime soon. He just proved himself to be the wussy that he is. He should have just fired him if they had any kind of backbone. And I've always felt this about Magic Johnson when it comes to anything. He's a crybaby. He is one of the guys that you just hate. Well, I hate because of the fact that he's got a persona of being a wussy boy and not making tough decisions is one of the reasons why he shouldn't be the general manager of the Lakers. Yeah, I said it. No, uh, so I, I I'm with you, Sonny. Uh, I, I think I think that uh, you know he should have had a little more backbone in this situation, at least. He's a wimp, uh, but He's again, a wussy boy. <laughs> crybaby, I mean, wussy boy. I don't know about crybaby, but I do I do agree with you with the whole oh, uh, uh, having backbone. the grass trying to take my job, so you, know, so you can have it then. You cry, baby. Put that guy out of his misery, and that would have been my second firing. I would have fired the guy that was trying to snake oil 
way, the snake oil salesman way into my job. I would have fired him too. Because really, who is that guy in reality? Cuervo, listen, I'm going to ask you, have you ever heard of that guy before you heard about this situation regarding the Lakers? And you might have because you live there. But I've never heard of this dude. But then again, you you don't have to do much for me not to hear of you. Well, I'm not a Laker fan, Sonny, but Rob Palenka, a lot of people may not know this, but Rob Palenka uh, was actually Kobe Bryant's agent when he was playing. So that's how people know who he is. Uh, that's, um, that's who it is. Yeah, well, congratulations. See what I'm saying? <laughs> so he's had ties okay. with the Lakers for years, but he's still, he is still not the caliber of Laker royalty like Magic Johnson. Like Magic Johnson who should have fired his ass and, and shipped his ass on down to the next 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 job and get a real guy in there right. that could take over his position right. when it was done. He was a right, wussy. Right. He didn't do what it took. He wasn't a man about it. He was a wussy boy listening to other people's opinion about what he supposedly knew best as a general manager. I mean, it is what it is, Sonny. Like, you know, I mean, look, I think I think the reality of it is that Magic thought he had what it took to be that to be that in that position and hold that job, and maybe he just realized, you know what, I he like you said, he just doesn't have it in him to make those tough decisions, and yep. maybe that's a reason why he decided to step down. Because he's Instead like, of asking for permission, he should have asked for forgiveness and and went with it. You're absolutely right, Cuervo. What are you going to do, fire Magic Johnson? I mean, really. You, you fire Luke Walton, you, you know, you fire this other dude that's now the that been salesman. Fire, fire, fire both of them. See, see, see what, what, what have they caused in, in, that, in that franchise? In, in any waves whatsoever? Uh-huh. Well, I mean, no backbone, wussy maybe. boy. That's exactly what it boils down to. Hey, he may be doing wonderful things with the with the Dodgers and his positioning with that. I'm not even sure how much he's still involved with that. But you know, evidently he don't even know his own sport better than he knows baseball because he's halfway from what I'm hearing, he's halfway successful as a Dodger owner. So there you go. You say what it is, <laughs> right. you know. You know, I, mm-hmm. you know that yeah. <laughs> like I said, I could be wrong. I always am. Uh, so, but especially when I can go out and call Magic Johnson a wussy boy, I even realize how much of a stretch that is. But it's the way I think about him, and it's the way I always thought about him. Anyway, by the way, just by the way he answered questions sometimes is like, dude, why don't you? Just, like, you know, now granted, this was in the day where you know we don't have such political correctness back in the day, and he was a wussy boy back then. I mean, Isaiah Thomas ripped this guy up every time he had the opportunity. Now, was Isaiah Thomas Magic Johnson? Oh, hell no, he wasn't. And I love him, but here's what I'm going to tell you straight out. Straight out that, you know, Isaiah Thomas had no business punking Magic Johnson, but he did it all the time. Why? Because Magic allowed it. He allowed to be punked. And the only one that he didn't allow, and, and he even allowed Larry Bird to do it, but he did it in a joking way. But Larry Bird could have even got away with it. Everybody could have punked a Magic Johnson, and he allowed it because he has no backbone. 
you, I mean, I, you go back in the history. Go back in the history and look at some of the things. And maybe I just haven't seen it, and maybe it's out there. But I've never seen Magic Johnson pull a punch on anybody or even defend himself. Now, unlike Michael Jordan, unlike the bad boys from, from, uh, from uh, Detroit, unlike the San Antonio Spurs, unlike these tough basketball teams that were out there that would slug it out with you. I mean, I remember, I, I remember watching a basketball game where a player from the Clippers just, and Clip, I mean, just threw a punch. I mean, you never seen that from Michael J- Mike, uh, Magic Johnson. I always thought he was a wuss. I always thought he had no no testicular fortitude, um, and and he just proved it all over to me again. And that and that, and that was back in the early '80s when I felt that way about him. So you know, I, I always hope great things for great guys because he was a great basketball player. But when I think of Moxie, when I think of studs, when when I think of of guys that have grit. Those three words I don't use when I describe Magic Johnson. I, I finesse, talent, but not not yeah. grit, not guys that would go to the wall. Now that just wasn't his style of basketball. I shouldn't hold that against him. But when I think of greatness, I'll put him as the best point guard that is out there. But when it goes to the other things, the intangibles, I don't think he has it. I I I I I, I even I even realize the stupid statement I'm going to make, Isaiah Thomas had more guts, more grit, more guts than, than Magic Johnson. And listen, Isaiah can't carry Magic's job. So, but, uh, but that's just sunny. <laughs> so, here's what we're going to do. Okay, all right, we beat up basketball, we beat up Magic. I feel bad. Uh, hold off on all the emails I've beaten it, because I, I re- I'm going to get some for this Magic Johnson thing. I know it. I, I know people are going to be sending me messages going, Sonny, yep. you have lost your you. mind. <laughs> but that's what I do. I'll put it out there. And, no, Listen, are, are you going to hear anybody at ESPN say what I said about Magic Johnson? Oh, uh, no. Hell, hell no. no, you're not. So, you know, again, it might just be me. But All right, so what we're going to do, we're going to take a quick break, okay? We're going to come back on the other side. We're going to get back into some NFL because there's some good stuff on the NFL I want to talk about, some recent news, some news that we missed as well. We're going to do that. We're going to take the quick break here going into the third and final hour of the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is our Sunday morning tradition as it continues on. We'll take the quick break. We'll be back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. This is Sonny Clark Radio, voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Baggies Web Solution. Do you need a website but not sure where to start? Baggies will listen to your needs, find out what's important to you, and provide a game plan to help you and your business succeed. So call Baggies Web Solution at 214-431-4291 or find them on the web at baggies47.com. Baggies Web Solution. Simple. Local. Perfect. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your rally at Eagles, letting you know about Baggies Web Solution. Why should you choose Baggies Web Solution? We believe in giving our client the ultimate in flexibility. We only use the industry standard software, providing you with almost limitless options when configuring your website and email. Want to use WordPress? No problem. Want to use Google Apps for email? No problem. So call Baggies Web Solution at 214-431-4291 or find them on the web at baggies47.com. Baggies Web Solution. Simple. Local. Perfect. 
This is Sunday Clark Radio Voice of your Rowlett Eagles letting you know about Karen McKinney of Budget Blinds of Rowlett. Find a little inspiration by browsing our product, whether it be the latest trends, child safety, or smart home technology, and more. Contact Karen McKinney at 972-722-9300 or visit her on the web at budgetblinds.com forward slash Rowlett. You can also learn who they are as well as their approach and products, and you can also schedule a free home consultation. Again, contact Karen at 972-722-9300 or log online, budgetblinds.com forward slash Rowlett. Newly constructed, this lovely colonial couple features charming design and an asymmetrical roof. Household comes pre-furnished with one full cat and two sets of matching parents. Bright accents and pleasant decor. Perfect for the right agent with the right listing. Remax agents are more recommended because they recommend what's right for you. That's the sign of a Remax agent. Make sure you contact Lucy Massey for all your home buying or selling needs. For homes in Dallas, Mesquite, Rockwall, Garland, Richardson, Forney, or Rowlett, give her a call at 469-556-6364. That's 469-556-6364. Built in 2004, this Midwestern family boasts strong foundations with sunny interiors. Plus two twin-sized girls, one fixer-upper son, and one built-in bloodhound. Also comes attached with walk-in in-laws, located just around the corner. Perfect for the right agent with the right listing. Remax agents are more recommended because they recommend what's right for you. That's the sign of a Remax agent. Make sure you contact Lucy Massey for all your home buying or selling needs. For homes in Dallas, Mesquite, Rockwall, Garland, Richardson, Forney, or Rowlett, give her a call at 469-556-6364. That's 469-556-6364. This is Sunny Clark Radio Voice of your Rowlett Eagles asking, are you dealing with unpleasant smells or odors in your home? Is there a foul odor that you just can't find? Your best bet is to contact my friend Michael Smith of Lone Star State Mitigation. Mike is an expert when dealing with pet odors, urine, smoke, or unpleasant smells that you just can't pinpoint. He's also an expert in dealing with issues after a pipe bursts in your home or an emergency that causes damage. You need to contact Mike at Lone Star State Mitigation. Give him a call at 469-360-2997. Lone Star State Mitigation. Restoring the calm after the storm. This is Sunny Clark Radio Voice and your Rowland Eagles letting you know about Perfection Body Sculpting. Are you tired of seeing those love handles? Or do you just want to change your own image of yourself for a new you? Make sure you check into Perfection Body Sculpting located in the heart of Rowlett. A $69 initial consolation fee includes a 30-minute session of Laser Lipo. So start the New Year's off with a new amazing special from Perfection Body Sculpting. And remember, your goals are our highest priority. Contact Tammy at 214-735-8519 or visit them on the web at www.perfectionsbodysculpt.com.
All right, we are back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show Sunday morning. That being said, as we take a look up some of the things that happened this week, just already got one Cuervo. <laughs> already got one. Is those uh, private messages in Facebook. You got to love them. This one's from Steve up in Seattle. Now, this is a guy that I've known for a while. I used to do the Seattle when I was covering the Seattle Seahawks. We met many friends. He said, he said, Sonny, I always thought you were an idiot. <laughs> but today you just cemented it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I might be out in left field. I don't know. You know but, you know, so it's already going to start. I'm sure we'll hear a little bit more about it. But, you know. I, I didn't say he wasn't a great basketball player. I, I, I didn't even say he wasn't. I, I think he's a finesse basketball player. I just think he had no stones when he played. That's all. Thought he was a wimp. You know, could have been tougher. Could have been could 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 have been uh, you know Isaiah Thomas. You know, <laughs> back in the day, maybe you know well, he was a wimp too. You know what? Well, he was a wimp, but at least he put a fight up. You know what I'm saying? Even if he faked it, at least he tried. You know what I'm saying? Magic Johnson just never, <laughs> the guy never got into it. I, I, yeah. I don't know. He couldn't even no, fake I, I it. I guess. It, but uh, it is what it is. Well, we are back here Sunday. Uh, big stories out there. Bart Starr passing away. I kind of covered that really quick before you jumped on air there, Cuervo. Uh, big time loss there for Packer history and history fanatics for, you know, back in the day, whether, you know, Vince Lombardi um, and, you know, all the history that, you know, is part of what mm-hmm. football is. And when, and when you say, when, when you say Bart Starr, you know, if you know anything about football, you, you know who Bart Starr is and what he meant to the Packers when he played. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I I've, I've was thinking about this when I first heard the news. And, look, buddy, anyone that listens to this show knows uh, my complete 100% love for the Chicago Bears, yep. but also yes. my 100, 100% complete uh, dislike. I'm not going to say hate. I don't like using that word. But my dislike for the Green Bay Packers. Okay? Think this, though, doesn't matter. I just like the Packers. But you know what? You're talking about a legend in not just Packer history, but NFL history. And I'm not going to disrespect the dead. I'm not going to disrespect the situation and say, oh, well, screw him. He was a Packer. Nope. Not going to hear that from me. All right, so my condolences to Mark Starr's family, and yes, to every single Green Bay Packer fan out there, out of respect for me as a Chicago Bear fan, you know, my, that's, I, I want to show my respect to, to Bart Starr, to the whole Packer organization as a fan. Like, I'm putting my differences aside today, the fact that I am, I am a Green Bay Packer hater, all right? And if I find out and if I see a Chicago Bear fan, Detroit Lion fan, Minnesota Viking fan, or somebody that just doesn't like the Green Bay Packers, say anything disrespectful about Bart Starr, I'm putting you on blast on social media. And I'll, I'll even go. send you their, their name, Sonny, and, and that way we can blast them on our show, 
we can share whatever this person said because that is just that's taking it too far. You don't speak ill of that, right? Especially a legend like a black star. So, and, and then so that, it, that's that, my that, I'm I'm off my soapbox. <laughs> That that that's a legend. Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, it's okay absolutely. for you to hate the Packers and still show the respect for greatness. Okay, you know, and, and as much as I hate to say it, and uh, it pains me to say that, you know, LeBron James, LeBron James was a great basketball player. There's no question about that. Other other stuff, you know, that that's a little. But but as far as you know, hey, it's great. You know, so. I may disrespect a little bit a lot of LeBron James because of some of his antics, but I'm not going to take away from his talent because that just make me dumber than I already am, you know, according to Seattle guys. So, you know, hey, it, it, it is what it is, but it's there. We're back now. And now, Quavo, you know, I, I, I don't know. It's just when I hear things, it just irks me and goes off to the left. Instead of just driving down the street, I, I have to take an exit. And so maybe we'll go off to the right. I have to take an exit because – I, okay. I remember specifically Cuervo because I, I thought this was a big story. It, it was early January when Ben Watson says, you know, I'm hanging up the cleats. I'm done. I mean, was I wrong? Did I, rem- did I remember incorrectly? Didn't Benjamin Watson early this year decide to retire? No, yeah, you're right. He did. Okay. So now we're back did. talking about Benjamin did. Watson. He's got a short list. What the hell is that? Where, where have I been? I mean, uh, come on. You say you're done. Be done. But you're, now, now, story's out there. Hey, Jason Witten, come on. Listen, and I know Dallas Cowboys fans are going to kill me. But come on. You retired. Get the, move on. What the hell is going on? I'm tired. See, now I'm getting to the point, and, and by the way, I praise Jason Witten, and I'm going to blast him now because that just kind of pisses me off because not only was that a great retirement speech, I don't think he could top it. You know, next time he just retires, he can just push play on a, on a recorder and just do the whole damn thing again and add a couple more things up on top of it that he'll do. I, I'm tired of hearing about this flip. I mean, it, this is worse than flopping in the NBA. It, it's an NFL player that says I'm retired, but yet I'll come back. I, I, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm, maybe, maybe I'm in the minority here. That's driving me nuts. <laughs> yeah, I mean it happens all the time. Uh, you know, guys that think they're ready to retire. Hell, I've even, I've even seen rumors about Rob Gronkowski wanting to come back. So. Yes, I it never believed that one anyway. One See, I wasn't, I wasn't buying that one, but yeah. So I mean, what? So I mean, with that being said, it's not going to surprise me if he winds up saying, ah, "I think I'll come back." Here's the problem, though. You mentioned Ben Watson. Well, what did he do? He signed. He signed. He went back and he signed with the Patriots. So they didn't. I wouldn't say they found his replacement, but they found someone to fill that spot. And yeah. if, you know, if uh, if Gronk decides to come back, then it's like, eh, what do we do? Now, they could, they could pull what the Green Bay Packers did and tell him, yeah, you know what? That's great that you want to come back, but you can go play for someone else, like they did to the legend Brett Favre. And that's what he did. He went back and he played for someone else. So 
that, that and he's got a championship ring, so it's not like he, you know, it's not like he's going back because he don't have a ring. He's got one with, I think he's got one with the Saints. I, I'm not sure he was part of that group that won the Super Bowl. So he's so my question yeah, is, 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 why do you unretire and, and go to the Patriots? Maybe it's because you wanted to see what the Patriot way was, whether it be obviously some people thinking learn how to cheat a little bit better in order to win, or just be a winner or what What that whole thing's about. This, this one's confusing me. Listen, I, I understand the Rob Gronkowski thing. I mean, I didn't believe it. So I, until until this whole next season's done, I'm not about Gronk retirement. And, and it, Jason Witten coming back, that that actually shocked me. I mean, it really did. It actually shocked me. But, uh-huh. I mean, it, it, retire and be retired, please. And especially if you're Benjamin Watson. Let's be honest. This guy's not a great big superstar out there. Okay, it's not like he was he was bringing down the the stats and you had to look at him. Okay, he only had 44 you know touchdowns in his career, Cuervo, and you know 530 receptions. There's nothing to write home to mama about. There's not Hall of Fame you know material here. So uh-huh. I mean, Gronk is more of a Hall of Famer than Benjamin Watson does. Um, you know, Grant, you know and he had a superstar throwing the football to him as well, so I, I, I am. I'm, I'm, I'm missing all this retirement. So I just want to know who's next. I mean, who, who retired and will come back? He didn't. Didn't one of the Legion of Bungholes retire? Uh, Richard Sherman. Did he retire? No. No. Okay. No, he didn't. No, he's See, not because retired. Because if he did, I would, I would, I wouldn't believe that one either. You know, as far as that's concerned. Yeah. Well, Cam Chancellor did. So he's one of the Legion of that's Bungles that retired. Yeah, yeah okay. Cam I Chancellor. knew it was one of them. And, I, yeah. I, and he may stay, but if he can get healthy enough, I bet he comes back. But if if there's a way know. of him getting over the injuries and stuff, he'll, he'll, he'll stay retired. I think he'll stay retired. Um, I think he's a guy that means what he says, unlike others. So... Um, yeah, I, I, I definitely think that he's going to be the guy that doesn't come back. Okay. Hey, do me a favor. I've got an important call. I got a 911 call. I got a call. Um, can you ch- can, can take over the show for a minute so I can find out what's going on? And, uh, and if you want me to feed you something, I can feed you something because I got it right here. How, how, I was going to say, know, what, what was the next topic? Adam Gates actually explaining the fact that he had no input on the GM firing uh, over there in Miami. I don't know if you heard about that or not, but um, take a look at it and see what's up. Yeah, sure. I mean, I thought this was a weird one because, you know, it's funny. Like, the GM was fine to draft, you know, last month. He was good enough to be around for the draft, but after the draft, oh, now all of a sudden he's, you know, he, he, we don't want him around anymore. I just thought that was really interesting how that all went down. So um, doesn't sound like am I am I still on? It went real silent. Anyways, uh, yeah, I just thought that was an interesting one. Um, do I believe Adam Gase? Mm, 
I have no reason not to. I guess I can you know, say it like that. But uh, I just find it, it's the timing of all of it is really weird and really, uh, it's, to me, it's a little suspect. And uh, so with that said, I mean, I just think that, uh, let me check something real quick. I want to make sure that I'm still on the air here. Give me a second, guys. I'm going to make sure that I'm not talking to myself here and that people can actually hear me. Give me one second, guys. I think Sonny muted me, but I'm not sure. So let's take a listen. If I can hear myself through my laptop, then then we're good, and I'll continue to say my thoughts on Adam Gase and the whole situation. Okay, can you guys hear me? Oh, yeah, sounds like uh, I'm still live. So, all right, I'm going to try and pull this up. I, I, I want to make sure that I have uh, good information on this. You guys hear me? Turns up the heat. Okay, there we go. Give me one second, guys. Let's see. Sunny, for those that are just joining, if anybody hasn't been listening, Sunny had to take an emergency call, so. I'm taking over. We're talking about Adam Gase and the New York Jets. So for those who don't know the situation, uh, they just fired their GM, and I think it was the team president too, which, again, really awkward timing on it because everything seemed to be fine last month uh, going into the NFL draft and and whatnot. And now all of a sudden, um, you know, it's, it's a problem. And, the GM gets fired and team president gets fired and all this other stuff. So just a really weird, like I said, weird timing on the whole situation. Um, Let's see. Ace has left himself a little emerge for error, which gets feeling he doesn't give a, you know what? Yeah. It doesn't seem like it. Um, Look, I mean, let's be honest, guys. The the Jets have been a dysfunctional team for a while now. Um, 
honestly, ever since Rex Ryan left, if if you if you really want to be honest about the situation, he's been, you know, he was the last one that really had things together with that New York Jets team. And ever since ever since Rex Ryan got fired, uh, it's it's been quite the journey for the New York Jets. So, with that said, I mean, I'm just really interested in seeing how this is all going to play out. You know, who are the Jets going to hire as a GM? Who are the Jets going to turn to when things go south? Because they probably will. I mean, hell, I've already heard rumors about them possibly. And I, and I told you it was going to happen. You go back, listen to our shows. I told you Le'Veon Bell is not going to be a, Levy, uh, a New York Jet for very long. Okay. That whole situation was really a mess in itself because – Number one, I don't think the Jets were the team that Le'Veon Bell wanted to sign with. Number two, there was a lot of money left on the table, and he could have gotten a lot more money uh, signing with a better team had he not let his pride get in the way and uh, allow himself to continue to hold out and all that stuff. So Le'Veon kind of screwed himself on that one. Uh, I think his agent kind of just settled for what the Jets were offering, and they signed, you know, he signed with the Jets. Uh, I think he, he could have been in a better situation. And, and that's why I think that the Jets uh, aren't going to have Le'Veon Bell for very long. Um, but, you know, Adam Gase comes in. Now he's the head coach. It's going to be interesting to see how things work with him and, and, and Sam Darnold, see how he can develop him as a quarterback, see how he can develop this offense. Um I don't see much, to be honest with you, happening with this football team. Uh, I honestly think that the Jets are going to be a, a, another – it's going to be another 6-10 season for them, maybe 7-9 and nine if they're lucky. And you know, that'll, that'll show you that it, it has nothing to do with the coach, has very little to do with the players. This is just an organizational, uh, you know, breakdown or just dysfunction. So I know Sonny that he's probably got his own opinion. I know he's got his own opinion uh, because he wouldn't bring this subject up if he didn't. So that's my take on it. I just think that he, uh, you know, it's it's a situation where. It's just really bad timing uh, on the part of the New York Jets firing their GM right after they used him for the draft and right after they used them to uh, uh, to do what they've done so far. Sounds like I hear some background noise. Sonny, are you back? I'm back. What's up, bro? Sorry about that. I ho- I hopefully I won't be called away again. It's a possibility, so I'll just put you on alert as far as that's concerned. So, um, But where are you at? What's going on? Yeah, so I, I it was I made a really bad attempt at talking about the situation with Adam Gase and the Jets and all that. So uh, yeah, I wasn't even sure if I was on. I had to check and make sure that you didn't mute me. So I I went on the website and I could hear myself. You know, yeah, uh, you're all good. Asleep, I, I didn't so. put myself on hold to where you could he- hear the music like I, like I did last time. So last time, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, so, my thing, my thing, Sonny, is that it, it's just it's really weird timing on uh, 
this whole situation where they they decide to fire the GM and all that. You know, yeah, it, it, I, he was he was he was good to draft you know players uh, to the team, but he wasn't good enough to stick around after that. So I, I just think yeah, that's what the heck is that all about? I'm, I'm I'm really I I'm really a, a misunderstanding because really I'll be honest. You know, Adam Gase really doesn't have any pull for any kind of, oh, what you would say, you know, like a Bill Parcells or, you know, think of guys, you know, that actually have pull as a head coach. Adam, Adam Gase don't have pull for anything. So that was going to be my question. You know, I'm looking at this whole thing. You know, he's good enough to go through the draft to get their guys, get the quarterbacks and, you know, everything else, got your guy. So so it, it really does question because I read an article last week. It was going up on an article that I didn't talk about is, is that they didn't – there was an article that was actually written by somebody, and I don't know who it was, that they didn't expect the Miami Dolphins to win one game this year. So they were going to be the new Cleveland Browns of the NFL, and I'm sitting here going, wait a second, this is a football team. Regardless of the situation, it managed – by the way, I was the only one to pick the Miami Dolphins over the New England Patriots home. Yeah, I did that. Um, and so, you know, it, 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 having a team like the Miami Dolphins going over for a whole season, I'm just not buying into that. I'm not saying they're a good football team. I'm not even saying they're the best football team. I'm not even saying they wouldn't come out of the cellar out of the, the AFC East, okay? Um, but they're going to get a win, maybe two, three, four. I, I, I'd have minimum five. I mean, just by default, because, you know, th- they play well at home. So the si- situation is, you know, Adam Gase and all this other stuff, this guy hadn't even been a coach for one snap, Cuervo, and they're talking about he had some pull in order for this to get done. I'm missing out where all this is coming from and how all of a sudden this is Adam Gase's fault. Right. I was going to say, like, it doesn't sound like it's about him having pull. It's about, ah, who can we put the blame on if people start rioting about it, you know? People start, yeah. you, know, you know, breaking or, or busting the doors down to find out what's going on. And that's that's really unprofessional of the Jets if they're going to make their brand-new head coach the scapegoat of that whole situation. Like, whatever yeah. happened to the days of people just fessing up and saying, you know what, it was me. Like, yep. What happened to those days? Uh, I don't. I don't get it. How come people and, just and, can't man but, up and own yep. it? Just own it. And if you, and I don't know, you're that's, firing that's the, the general manager, by the way, you know who hired Adam Gates? Okay. Right, this is the guy that walked in and hired Adam Gates. So why would Adam Gates have this guy fired? If anything, Adam Gates should be kissing the shoes. I'm this guy for getting him a job that he didn't deserve anyway. So, you know, actually, this is his second year up down in Miami, isn't it? Wasn't he the coach last year, Cuervo? Of the Dolphins, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, but still, he should be thankful this guy got him his job. So, I don't think it has anything to do with that in the case. And, and if anything, you know, you firing the general manager and keeping a guy like Adam Gates? I mean, I, why are they not cleaning house altogether now while you have an opportunity maybe to get somebody? I don't, I don't even know who's out there in the coaching realms, but 
God. I mean, you know, if you're going to get rid of your general manager because of the moves he made, obviously at the head coach, you know, and then, of course, bringing in your wonderful Jay Cutler at the quarterback position, you know, you know, why why not fire both of them? Get rid of the coach and the GM and start anew and see what you can do with what you got. Because let's be honest, they, Wilson's not a bad quarterback. I don't know. Just he had a bad situation in Arizona with a rookie uh, a rookie coach, which would be bad for him. But I, you know, I know why they're going to keep him because he's supposedly this quarterback whisperer that may be help Rosen. But I, I don't know. You go from one guy to an Adam Gase, who is obviously on the decline on his his career as a head coach or being a quarterback whisperer. You know, this to me it seems mm-hmm. crazy. Would not get rid of both of them now and start anew and hope you can get something going with your obviously quarterback of your future. Yeah, I mean it's really it's all about moving forward, and and it seems like sometimes. You know, teams like that have a hard time doing it. So, um, really weird. Uh, it's it's just a, such a weird situation, Sonny. I don't even know how yeah. to explain it, it, it all. It was really. weird when I read it. I couldn't believe it. I, I really, I was really, it is unbelievable. Uh, it, the, when I read it, I was like, this, this can't be right. And, and like you said, it was good enough to to go ahead and go through the draft, get Rosen, and make these decisions, but yet not you know, finish the year with the thing that he put together. Now, my question is that if, and I don't think they will be, but I mean, if they are successful and if they make it to the playoffs and if they do something wonderful this season, will they even give the guy any credit for putting it together? And I think the answer is no, uh, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of Jay Cutler, Oh man! So well, that was, that was that. Adam Gates square vote. I don't think that was the general manager whatsoever. Now the general manager is the one that wrote the contract, but bringing on Jay Cutler—that's an Adam Gates move. That's not a GM move. I mean, really? Mm-hmm. I mean, would I be thinking wrong in that case, square no, I no. mean, with the love affair they have with each other? No, not at all. I mean, and Adam Gates is one of the very few guys that. Cutler actually trusts. Uh, so, you know, with that being said, I mean, he, uh, you know, like I said, they, he trusts them, or he, uh, Cutler trusts Adam Gates, and that's why they're, it works so well for the both of those guys. Um, yeah. No, but what I was going to bring up is about Jay Cutler is, uh, it's funny, um, so obviously with it being the 100th anniversary, that the uh, the Chicago Bears came out with a list on their on their Twitter page, uh, top 100 players of all time. Okay. Jay Cutler is number 85. <laughs> now I am sorry, I just wasn't able to push the button fast enough because I wasn't expecting that. But wow, wow. Oh man, now, my phone, my look, phone is Sonny, exploding. Look, Cuervo, Cuervo, jump on it. I gotta take this. Yeah, jump on it real quick. I'm sorry, my friend. Sonny, if we need to end the show, that's completely understandable too. Yeah, we might need to go ahead and finish out, and I'll come back as soon as I can. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So it sounds like we're going to be wrapping the show up here pretty soon, guys. Uh, appreciate everybody joining us. 
Um, now, so here's here's the deal. Yeah, um, bottom line, look, I mean, I think Gase has still he still has a lot to prove as a as a head coach. I know he's done a lot of magical things as a, a coordinator and a quarterbacks coach and all that good stuff. I think as far as his credibility as a as a, uh, as a head coach, uh, I think he still has a lot of work to do. Uh, and that's not that's not taking anything away from him. All I'm saying is is that uh, again, I think that um, you know, Gates, if he continues to do the things that he's doing right now. Uh, I definitely think that he can be a guy that can be considered one of the one of the bigger offensive, I guess, gurus in the in the league. Uh, I, th- I think he's. I think he'll be just fine. He'll do just fine. Um, but as of right now, you know, as far as him having quote unquote pull in making things happen like what he did with the uh firing of the GM and all that stuff I think that's that's a lot uh to give a guy that is just getting into the league or just uh uh you know uh just doing just enough so far in his career uh uh, just my opinion, guys. I don't know. Like I said, Sonny is, is dealing with some things on the uh, on the phone, so it doesn't sound like we're going to be able to finish the show, but uh, we were only going to be on for another 30 minutes anyway, so um, appreciate everybody joining us. Hopefully, we can get another show uh, uh, next Sunday. Uh, just kind of check the website, make sure that... Uh, you're paying attention. Uh, see if we're going to be having a show or not. If if we do, it's going to be the same time as it has been. Uh, we'll be on at uh, what one o'clock Eastern, uh, ten o'clock Pacific. Uh, you know, talking what we always do: NFL. And you know, the NBA Finals will be started by then. Uh, that that's going to be starting uh, later this year. Uh, so. You know, with that said, um, I guess we'll just wait. We'll wait for Sonny. We'll we'll see what's going on. If he can stay on, uh, we'll stay on. If not, then, again, you know, appreciate everybody sticking around. Appreciate everybody listening in. And, um, you know, sometimes business calls. Sometimes, uh, you know, work is, is what we have to, you know, we have to shift our attention every now and then. This is something that. You know, we try to do when we have the time and we do it for fun and we do it uh, when we have the opportunity. Um, but again, I mean, sometimes, you know, work calls and we have to, we have to answer. So totally understandable. So hopefully uh, Sonny will be back on so I don't continue to repeat myself and sound, uh, sound like I know what I'm talking about. But um <clears throat> Yeah, again, NBA Finals will be starting this week. I think it's on 
the Thursday night, I believe, is game one. So what I'll do real quick, just to kind of buy some time here, we'll go over the schedule for those that are interested in the NBA Finals uh, between the Warriors and Toronto Raptors. Uh, Again, my opinion, I think the Warriors are going to sweep. I don't give Toronto much of a chance. Uh, All right, here we go. So first game is going to be on Thursday, May 30th. Uh, that's going to start at 6 o'clock uh, Pacific time, so 9 o'clock Eastern time for those who live out on the East Coast that are listening. Uh, game 2 is going to be scheduled for next Sunday, June 2nd. Uh, that'll start at uh, 8 o'clock Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Uh, so those games are both actually going to be uh, in Toronto. So the NBA Finals are actually starting in Toronto Um for games one and two, game three will be uh, shifting over to the Bay Area, and that'll be on Wednesday, June 5th. That's game three again. Uh, that game will start at 9 p.m. Eastern. Kind of late. Uh, you know, those East Coast guys, uh, unfortunately, you're gonna have to, if, you really want, if you really want to watch the games, you're going to have to stay up a little bit later. So uh, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, and as of right now, let's see if I can move the calendar over. Um, those are the only games that they have shown on the schedule right now. Uh, looks like, okay, here we go. Game four is going to be next or Friday, June 7th uh, in Golden State. That's going to start again, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 o'clock Pacific. And then from there, if necessary, uh, game five is on June 10th. Game six is on June 13th. And then seven, game seven, if it goes to that, will be on June 16th. So at the very worst, the NBA Finals, a champion will be crowned no later uh, than June 16th. So there you go. There's the NBA final schedule all the games are going to be broadcasted on nbc or abc excuse me all games will be on abc i don't know if there's going to be a simulcast on espn i'm kind of hoping there is because my sling tv does not carry abc i don't know how but i just don't get abc i get espn uh but hopefully um there's a way to stream it actually i might be able to stream it on my laptop so if i'm interested enough to watch the finals which i i might not be uh, but if I get that itch to watch any of the NBA Finals, it's going to be on my laptop. So, um, what are your thoughts? Uh, again, I think the I think the uh, Warriors wind up sweeping the Toronto Raptors. I'm sorry, I just I, like I said earlier. I'm back. Sonny I'm is back, back, and I can make it How to the yeah, and I can make it to the end without being so rudely interrupted on my own show. <laughs> The nerve, the nerve, yeah. Tony. All right. So, and I, I apologize to you uh, for leaving that in your lap. Um, I'm glad you were able to handle it. Of course, being the constant professional that you are, I appreciate it. So, um, all good. All right. Forget. All right. And hit that button right there. Hit that right here. And now I'm set. Boom. I'm all ready to go. All right, so 
back to where where are you at? Where where are you uh, as far as some of the things we're talking about? Yeah, so I, I jumped back into the NBA, Sonny. I was going over the schedule for the finals. Okay. Uh, just kind of All breaking right. down what day each game is going to be on, giving my thoughts on it. Again, I I, I say that the Warriors are going to wind up sweeping. Uh, yep. And just kind of giving my thoughts on, on what I expect to see in the finals and all that stuff. All right. So, uh, that's right. Well, then off. let's do this. Let I, because I got a list of stuff for in NFL. So let, let's hop back into it because yeah, you know, we, we think people who get taken for money are are stupid. Well, guess what? Uh, the Chiefs' new acquisition, Tyron Matthews, is being is a victim of a five million dollar extortion attempt by a family member. And that's according to federal court documents. Oh, my gosh. Family extortion, which tells me, Cuervo. Huh? That's a shocker. A family member. Yeah, big shocker. Go ahead. Yeah. A family family member who's evidently got some meat on Tyron Matthews. I mean, am I wrong here? I mean, he's evidently got something on him in order to to extort him for it. So that, even though this is a bad story, even though the family member should be locked up and thrown away, there's something out there regarding this young man, Cuervo, that is in question. Yeah. Can I can I just be brutally honest, Sonny? It's big. Can I just be brutally honest, though? Sure. Sounds like somebody's broke. Uh huh. Bottom line, sounds like somebody instead of asking for a handout, like which most family members do. Either way, it's a slime way of, of quote unquote keeping in touch with family that just so happens to be in a wealthy state. Um. Uh, but yeah, sounds like somebody needs some cash. They're going through some hard times or oh, something. Five million dollars? I mean, family? A family member that needs five million? I mean, he might need some cash. That part, I, I think I'm right there with you. Right. I, I think I'm there. No, I know. I, I think I'm there. I get what you're saying. That is quite a bit. There, so there must there might be something to this. Yeah, there's some, I mean, listen, extortion happens because someone's got something on you, and it's not going to paint you in a pretty light. Now, whether it is from Arizona, whether it's from Texas, I mean, because he used to be an Arizona Cardinal, that's why I mentioned it. Someone's got some meat on this guy, and it was able to stick to where they thought they could get that. Now, I got to give the young man credit, okay? So let me first do that. Okay, most oh. cases, this guy's probably paying out for five million. But what he's saying, guess what? Screw you! I'll keep it. Go ahead and put out what you're going to put out, but I'm going to keep my five million. So, him turning this over, either a he turned it over to federal, fed. This is a federal court document. Okay, that means someone had the goods on this guy, Cuervo. And, and and I don't like to be the pessimist that I'm accused of being all the time, which I, I am. I'm a pessimist. But this guy cut a deal for whatever 
they got on him, and he isn't going to serve a minute of it any time. But there is a story out there, Cuervo. There is something to this, uh, so much so someone won in $5 million and they thought that they – so I got to give it to the young man. He was smart, he got out of it, and he kept the $5 million in his pocket. Yeah. Well, I mean, because he didn't let, he didn't he did a lot of situations scare him. Unlike some people yeah. who might have done that. Honestly, I mean, that's that's good. He didn't allow to get that. He didn't allow people to scare him or anything like that. And no. And he, I don't want to say he got away with whatever it was, but again, he it, didn't he allow somebody's threat to uh, uh, you know force his hand into doing something he didn't want to do yeah look Sonny I mean I, I it, it's the only thing I could think of honestly and, and I don't know why this was the first thing I thought of but the first thing that comes to mind in this situation is something along the lines of he's you know the father of someone's child that he's um, trying to cover up or something along the lines of that. That's right. what I think of. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's well, not what it is. Well, because they were, they were trying to get $5 million from him, so that's the reason why it went federal. So, so mm-hmm. it's a federal case, but it makes you kind of wonder what the situation is. I, it, it could be that, but a family member doing it. It's interesting I mean, uh, I mean, can't even trust your own family. So, you know, wow. It's amazing what happens when one family member runs in a lot of money and the expectations of help or can you give me a little of this, can you give me a little of that comes up. And But, you know, that's all part of being the star that they are, all part of being a super, you know, a, a super mega rich person playing a sport mm-hmm. and making the amounts of money that they are. So, you know, it, it's really an interesting situation as far as what it was. Listen, it's going to come out, Cuervo. Those court documents are going to open up on what it's about, and we don't know what it is because that was not put in the article. But when I read it, it is really – it's a, a really interesting story that this came from a family member. And uh, so – It'll be interesting to see what the ending of this is. Um, but I, I I read this thing really quick, Cuervo, because when I was reading it, of course, I got called away from it, and I forgot to go back to it. But, man, oh, man, right. this, this, this is something. And, and I'm actually surprised we don't hear more about this kind of stuff. And I bet you a lot of payments are being made out because of extortion to guys that, that are in the NFL or got that kind of money. Well, I mean, and every situation is different. So uh, to say that it's not going around in other places, that's not happening to other guys in, and not just the NFL. I mean, it could be in Major League Baseball. It could be in, in, in it could be an NBA player. I mean, I would, I, I mean, I would, I would definitely think an NBA player is probably going through the same thing. But um, yeah, you know, um, and, and it has nothing to do with what I think of, you know, NBA players, it's just, you think about all the money that they make, you know, I mean, it's, it's easy to, 
to just come out and, and make claims about things and, you know, say that this person owes this person money or, 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 I'm, or else I'm going to reveal A, B, and C about you and, you know, extortion. All that, I mean, that bottom line, Sonny, if, if people think that Tyron Matthew is the only one going through this right now, and you should probably, you should probably wake up and realize that that it's this is happening yeah. everywhere to a lot of guys all over all the time. Exactly. So, so uh, interestingly enough, and, and I and in the case in the NBA that is not extortion, just someone coming out, uh, the deal with Luke Walton. Now we forgot to follow up what we were talking about that Cuervo. You know, the follow-up to that is, you know, did he know about it? And what we were talking about, of course, the accusations going against Luke Walton about, you know, some, uh, I I guess, unwanted uh, physical contact from a reporter. Now, I'm I'm still, and it's not because I'm denying this happened, Cuervo. I'm not denying this happened. I think I'm right there. And and for women who think that people like me who are deciding that they don't like the fact that this is a couple of years later and now it's being brought to an attention, something's up about it. I'm sorry. I, that's the pessimist in me because there, there's something going on with this woman now. All of a sudden she brings this back up as an issue. Why wasn't it handled at the time it was going on? While he wasn't a head coach, he has definitely benefited big time as far as money is concerned from going from an assistant over in Golden State to be the head guy over the Lakers. Now there's more money. I'm sorry the speculation has to go to that because that's who I am, but why is this being brought to the attention now as far as that situation regarding this reporter and Luke Walton? I, 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 I'm smelling a bad fish here, Cuervo, and I don't like it. Um, it it's, you know, and I, and I don't know if you've ever smelled venison burning, and venison obviously being a deer, that's got a bad stench to it, and that's what's going on here, Cuervo. Anything you can think of that's got a bad smell, I got a bad smell on it, not because Luke Walton didn't do it. I believe he did, but I want to all of a sudden want to know why this is an issue today instead of a couple of years ago when this happened. Uh, I mean, uh, come on, Sonny. It's just like any other situation, you know. People try to cover it up for as long as they can, as much as they can, until people are, you know, have no choice but to come out with it. Now, again, it's it's a thing where if you are a victim of this type of situation, like horrible situation. Yeah, I mean, have have we not learned our lesson that? Keeping it a secret doesn't benefit anyone. Like, I think we've come to a, a, a time in, in, in society where, you know, you have the power to speak up and you have the power to not have to face any type of repercussion for, right? Mm-hmm. you know, for, for coming out and, and, reporting a-holes like that that do those type of things and 
You know what I'm saying? So I don't I don't understand, Sonny, why you know the pessimist in me is what she's what she's trying to do, Cuervo. And and and, and I'm sorry to be that way because I know this is it, it's a crap situation. Okay, but my problem mm-hmm. is is that, and, and I know I'm going to sound horrible when I say this, and, and I don't mean it to necessarily be uh, a problem. If this was a real problem, Cuervo, if she really had a problem with this at the time, that she would have done something about it at the time. This is this is not a situation that I think. I mean, I. And maybe it's me, and maybe because I know the power of money, but, you know, something tells me there's something about this that, you know, and I don't know. And I don't know. Well, it is. It's because of the timing. And I know, and I want to put this out there. People who have been victims of this kind of thing, I think absolutely it's a horrible situation. But holding on to this for as many years that this has been going on, um, mm-hmm. so if the fact that it's coming back to this situation, it just doesn't, it, something about this is not right. Now, I'm not saying Luke Walton did, but she is suing over a situation that happened years ago. And if it was a problem back then, she should have handled it back then. And, 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 and I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying that she evidently got over it, but maybe not over it once realized, you know, the pessimist in me is saying, what can I get out of it? And, and, and when that should have been handled. So I'm not all about the statues of limitations of this coming back, okay? We're, we're talking about a situation. April 30th is when this story broke, okay? All right, now – We're talking about a situation regarding an alleged assault that happened when Walton was the assistant coach from 2014-2016. Let's say it was 2016. It's 2019. Why is it taking three years to get this done? Why is the – and I'm not going to buy the fact she felt threatened because of what you just said, Cuervo. We live in a day and age where this kind of thing you can feel for that's not an issue. And coming from a strong woman, which from what I'm reading about this uh, this reporter, okay, all right, she isn't like one of these wimpy kind of reporters, okay, you know. And she, it's not like she was completely broke or felt like she could be intimidated. This woman is not that right. woman. And and so so the fact three years later. I'm really, I'm having a real huge problem with this. And I know that makes me sound awful to women, but I want, I, I want when things like this happen, especially nowadays, Cuervo, when things like this happen, you get up on top of it because guess what? I'm more apt to believe what's going on in the situation more so than coming back three years later because the fact of the matter is what's coming to my mind is, is, is one thing, is money. And, and something, something about this doesn't smell right. And then it questions whether or not this happened. And I'm wondering if Luke Walton is just a victim himself. Uh, I don't know about that. I mean, I, I don't. I don't think. Why would he be a victim though? Because the uh, like an extortion type situation. Yes, or if it's even true. 
or if it was not a big deal and she's making a big deal of it now. Listen, but, and God, I hate that. God, this really, I, I, we, we go back in day and ages, okay? All right, go back to the movies. What was so romantic about movies, Cuervo? You know, and, and what life is about. You take that chance and you, you take that one chance and kiss someone that you really, is that a sexual assault? Or is that someone taking a chance on a, an emotion that he felt? Now, he didn't, I, I mean, I, you know, a sexual assault, she's saying, she's crying, at it, least what I'm getting, it, it's, it's an alleged assault. It's not an alleged sexual assault, Cuervo. This is an alleged assault. So I'm missing this, and I'm way out in left field, and it's probably because of what it is. But um, now, here, here's what it's, what it's saying here. Um, Let's see here. Hold on. I, I just had it in front of me. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. See, and, and I, I don't know if it, if it, I don't know if it's something that uh, has been said, but from what I'm reading, it's not a sexual assault. This is an assault, which means to me that he probably kissed her and she denied that. And how many years in the past where you go back and see that romanticized, hey, at least he took a chance on something. Now, granted, he was married. Granted, he was a pig. Granted, all of that. But I want to know why three years later, maybe whenever it was, and if this was a problem, they said this was from a position that he held, and this started back in 2014, went to 2016 while he was the coach. So it wasn't a one-time thing. So if it was, here it is. He is being accused of a uh, a sexual assault, so it is a sexual assault. So she's saying, so, but is it rape? Is it an unwanted thing? That part I don't know. But three years later, Cuervo, it, it, it's really bothering me. And and granted, he's in a position where, you know, he got a huge raise. Granted, he's married. This guy's a scumbag anyway. I, you know, yeah, he shouldn't, you know, I don't care who he is, Luke Walton, if this actually was a situation that did happen, this guy's, a, but man, the statutes of limitations for something like this, and depending on what it was, if this, an all, if this is an all in all out rape, then maybe I understand it, but for, uh, everything I'm reading about the Cuervo, this is not an out and out rape, because if it was a rape, they would have said, they would have said rape. I'm not reading anywhere in here that it's rape. What it sounds like to me is he made some unwanted advances and she turned him away. Mm -hmm. So knowing the specifics of this would really be good. But, you know, three years later, man, makes me want to say, oh, man, come on. Really? Can we talk? You know, (laughs) I didn't want to use the uh, I didn't want to use the effects there. But I don't know. And tell me I'm wrong because I I think I am. (laughs) Well, the only other thing I could think of, Sonny, is that there was some sort of, uh, honestly, like some, there was a threat. There was a threat. If you speak up about this, um, we're going to make sure that you lose your job and you'll never get hired anywhere else as a reporter. Mm-hmm. Something along the lines of that. And Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm way offline there. But would it surprise you if that was the case? where her job was threatened, her profession, her, her way of living, uh, her way of making income was threatened. 
to keep quiet about, uh, you know, her being assaulted by, you know, the head coach of the, of the team. Well, at the time, assistant coach. Um, I mean, would I be out of, would I be out of line to say that? I mean, could, could we say that that's a possibility? That that threat so. me? I, I, yeah, I guess I can. I guess I could see that. But man, that's someone with well, a lot of pull. Uh, here's my question: What does Conspiracy Couch say, or has Conspiracy Couch even put any thought into this yet? Well, I, I want to mo- know more. Here's half the problem with what we do, Quervo. We don't get a lot of time to dive into what what, what we're doing. And um, right. and and jump into it the way I would like to, because uh, mm-hmm. but the, now that we were talking about it, my full intentions were to look at it this week, which I am going to do. Um, look at it this week and find out what what the whole real story is, because this this happened back at, in April. So um, we can check this out and find out what's going on April thirtieth, April. Uh, so. We're yeah. talking about 25 so days funny. ago. This was brought up, and we just didn't get to finally to the port point. Uh, so we're going to do that. I'm going to check into this. Well, we're going to talk about it, and we will talk about it next week yeah. when we come on air, which we're going to be on at about noon because my schedule will be at noon. I won't be able to do it any earlier. Um, so that having been said, totally course, that's the name of this show. Yeah. So um, we're, we're going to dive into this one as well as some other NFL news and everything else. So. Um, we did it. We rocked the roll three hours here on the couch with Tay Sports Show. Anything you wanted to talk about real quick before we're out of here? Um, yeah, I mean, just the last thing on, on that situation was uh, pretty much that. Uh, oh crap! I'll be honest, Sonny. I forgot what I was going to say. Now, anyway, right. uh, train, I do that all the time. <laughs> yeah, I lost my train of thought too. Um, What's up? But. Uh, so I know we mentioned Bart Starr passing away, and I know I wish Tarvin was on because, you know, as an Auburn fan, yeah. I know he yeah. he is uh, feeling the, the passing of their uh, their radio broadcaster. And I can't think of his name yeah. right now off the top of my head, but, uh, you know, him and his wife. So his wife, you know, for those who don't know, they were in a car accident. Uh, his wife passed away uh, on the scene. He... He survived the accident, uh, didn't make it very long after that, though. So uh, pretty sad day for, for you know, all, you know, anybody affiliated Auburn with fans. Auburn, Auburn yep. University. Uh, Rod so I think he was Rand a broadcast. Bell- yeah. Um, Bellet. Yes. Rod I mean. Bellet. There we go. Yeah, really, really unfortunate that uh, – that all happened. So that was just something yep. I wanted to make sure everybody, everybody knew about and, you know, just kind of please keep uh, that family in, in, in any prayers that you have and whatnot. And nobody, I hate, I hate to hear stories like that, you know? Yeah, definitely. And, um, and like I said, I w- like you said, I wish we were able to get Tarvin online because he, he, I'm sure he was out in the stands and, I don't, I'm sure he was out there having something in his ear if he didn't have anybody with him or someone he can concentrate on. And, 
Uh, I'm sure he, he knows of exactly who we're talking about and his, uh, his legacy and what he's all about. So maybe we can get in contact with him, find out a little bit more from uh, uh, Tarvin uh, this week as well what's going on. So we're going to do that. So we knocked out three hours here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Check us out. Check me out on Facebook. Tell me I'm an idiot on my own page. I'll answer it. I'll admit I'm even an idiot. Of course, that's just what we do. We've been, I've been acting like an idiot for the last 10 years. 10 years here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. I hope everybody has a great Sunday. Have a great holiday. It's Memorial Day tomorrow. Uh, remember those uh that gave and sacrificed their life for our country, uh, like my fine friend does every single day here. Uh, so everybody have a, a good holiday, Cuervo. Uh, enjoy your day tomorrow, and remember those who sacrificed so much for our country. Oh, I definitely will, Sonny. I'm going to uh, probably pay a visit to uh, one of the local uh, cemeteries where I know veterans have been laid to rest and yeah, I'm going to definitely pay my respects and just kind of reflect a little bit. Because uh, I'll be honest, I, I haven't had as many friends as others that have, you know, made the ultimate sacrifice. But doesn't right. take away from the fact. So, yep. I'm still going to pay my respects. And, and just this past week, it was uh, the anniversary of uh, Pat Tillman um, as well, uh, yeah, sacrificing yep. Yep. as well. So. That was another big yep. one. So, all right, that's going to do it. I hope everybody has a good one. Careful. I'll talk to you soon, my friend. All righty, Sonny. You take care. Enjoy your day. All right, we're out here, everybody. Take care. We'll catch you next Sunday.